you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that believes that therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. It's the beginning of a new year. If you wanted someone to talk to about all of your new goals and all of your fitness things, things that you had to deal with in the past, you can find somebody on Talkspace. Join over half a million people who have used Talkspace for online therapy with their licensed therapist. And with Talkspace, you get unlimited messaging to your dedicated licensed therapist for only 32 bucks a week. Go to Talkspace.com zone for a special $30 discount off your first month. Or download the Talkspace app on the Apple or Android app store and use code ZONE. That is for a $30 discount off your first month. Talkspace. Therapy for how we live today. Okay. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. She's a big old bitch. She's a big old bitch. Can be real. She's a big old bitch. Can be real. She's a big old bitch. Can be real. She's a big old bitch. And her hips they twitch. She can't handle it. That's why she talk that shit. Her dress is a tent. And she big ass shit. She walk with lint. Big ball, that's it. She a big old bitch. And she talked that shit about being gay like it was a sin. And guess what? Then we do it again. And guess what? It was wrong again. Her name is Kim Burrell. She said we going to hell. Well, guess what, bitch? You'll meet me there. Yes, I swear. You is got fake hair. That's a sin in your Bible. You got a big chest. That's a sin in your Bible. You shake them in her face. That's a sin in your Bible. And Kim, if I had a gun, it would probably be a rifle. And I shoot you in your butt. Because you are a bit trifle. No, I'm just playing. Okay, I, no, but no hold means. No, 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 Because <laughs> actually, I'm not even going to freestyle because we're going to save that. That that could be, I mean, well, I'm not all of that. But there, there was some potential for some fire in there. Because, you know, we just. And I don't want to talk about the hell of fire, so we should just right. quit while we Because it was coming, right? <laughs> I, like, I felt like we was putting our dip in our toe in that blast. Like, all right, wait, no. Because your mind, we Never was mind. walking the line. Yeah. I was like, hold no, on no, now. You know. Anyway, so, hey, everybody, welcome back. It is a new year. And to be clear, I... welcome to the friend zone. 
your weekly dose into all things mental health, mental hygiene, mental wellness, and once again, mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Well said. I Thank like you. that. I like that. Friend. Hi. Hey, friend. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I ain't seen y'all since last year. I know. We haven't seen each other in weeks. I you could... guys look good. Thank you. <laughs> Asante looks you, great. Friend. Asante with his green hair. Right. I love it. Hello, the green curls. Something, something, something. You know, I, 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 I've left the workforce. Now you And I'm not to... going back to the strip club, Stevie. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going. So I'm, I don't know if I'm doing all of these things to repel like a regular ass job. So if someone wants to hire me as is, you know, I'm still going to take employment. <laughs> but I just prefer self-employment. At That's the right. So we just going, you know, keep on going into that. <laughs> but y'all looking good, too. I mean, you know, friend, you know, you're always doing the damn thing over there. You got your little peach on like you need to be holding an ATL peach or something. <laughs> right. Friend looks very comfortable and, and, and warm and soft and sweet today. She's Thank wearing you. a flesh tone um, fleece jogger sweater and it's got like a a, a scoop neck it's very it's it. very oversized it's very comfortable it's a nice mm. neutral palette you look good <laughs> and we, we're not gonna leave you out dapper dustin well you okay? know i'm coming from work let's dapper be clear Dawn over here. Okay. let's be clear i'm coming from work listen <laughs> if i had my way if i had my way <laughs> but the way you dress <laughs> up for work you dress up like you at work doing that work 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 <laughs> okay <laughs> that's why i got on this dress shirt 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 <laughs> How was your New Year's? It was wonderful. Yeah? So New Year's Eve was wonderful. It's my favorite holiday. That is so cute to me that it's your favorite holiday. It is. Everybody's, like, happy and, and hopeful, and everybody is nice and in the greatest spirits, and everybody wants to do better. It's just the best holiday ever. It's my favorite. That's so yes. cute. Mm-hmm. I can see that, though. Because that's remember we said it in the last show, that's, like, the five minutes where everybody's hyped yes. Yes. <laughs> about life. It was fantastic. It's like the it's like the Christmas of a new year. It's like, all right, we got all our cool stuff for Christmas. It's like, oh, we get a whole another year now too. Right, it's like, like a yes. gift of another holiday. Yes, <laughs> and 2016 like you get new Year's was heavy. Eve Christmas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 2016 was heavy. Mm. I think everybody was pretty much happy to step out. Man, <laughs> of listen. That. And after all the people we started losing towards the end, it was like I mean, really she literally a, twirled to the very I bitter end. Te- Look, are we out of retrograde? We got a few more days left in retrograde, so I just you know had to make note of the things that are happening. Twenty sixteen right. was a nasty, mean cesspool <laughs> of a year. It was horrible. Twenty sixteen was horrible. But from some of the dirt of twenty sixteen, I will say I did reap some of those benefits that grew. But it was still a shit year. <laughs> it was. It really was. But I was happy with how we ended. I think our last episode was so great. Yes. Me too. Shout out to the Re. Big thank you to yes. Kate Fury and Crystal for coming through and kicking Sharing. it with us. And Spotify for hosting us that night. That yes. was wonderful. That yeah. was really dope. And we got a lot of awesome feedback from you guys saying that it was what you needed to hear. That's right. To get your ducks in a row for the new year. So... With that in mind, do you guys want to jump in or is there anything else you want to share? I don't know if, you know, you still had some Kimbrell in your heart. I mean, we can. You know, don't threaten me with no good time. Don't threaten me with a good time. I mean, it is the beginning of the year, so we could just go. I mean, fuck it. Let's go. I mean, everybody know what Kimberell did by this point. Kimberell was busted. For first, before I even get into that, let me just go ahead and just get in my bag one time. I just want to say that I've been telling people about Kimberell for years now. Asante can vouch for this, and listeners of the Friend Zone can vouch for this, too, because y'all got mad at me when I said she was gurgling and shit, and she couldn't sing. I've 
I've always said Kimberell couldn't sing. Really? I've never y- known yes, what was so yes, noteworthy. Like, yes. what, I love why, her what, voice. What, what is it that's so like, because from what I hear, <laughs> I, I, don't nobody want to hear all I that. Can, I can remember so, doing but, that. But, and I knew it when I saw how nasty and stank and how she walked around on Sunday's Best with her ass on her shoulders every episode being mean and nasty to people. Really? When I saw, oh, my Like making God. fun of how they sing? Oh, laughing in people's face. Yeah, six chins shuffling up and down, breezing in the air while she's la- got the audacity to be laughing at somebody on Sunday's damn best, looking like Wednesday. I can't stand Kimberella, and I've never been able to. She's oh always been God. haughty and hypocritical and hippopotamusy. I'm-, I'm I'm sick of her, and so the fact that she literally got caught, straight busted, showing her true colors, hateful, evil ass heifer for the fact that she got caught in the things that it wouldn't be so bad make no mistake it's okay to have an opinion on something it's okay to have an unpopular opinion on something and it's okay to have an opinion on something that may not even that may be you know detrimental to other people if that's how you feel that's how you feel nobody can stop you from doing that so it's not that she has a problem with homosexuality. It's the vile, nasty things that she said and the damnation that she offered and the way she literally, I mean, she was being vulgar in the pulpit saying that if, you know, a, any woman that shakes her face in another woman's breast is perverted. Now, I didn't seen a lot of porn. I didn't seen a lot of, I didn't been to strip clubs, you know, I've, for research purposes. <laughs> all that, all that, all that, yeah. All but that. the point is... <laughs> I ain't never. When did is that? What y'all? Are, are, are you shaking titties and faces now? Is that what is that? Because that sounds like some <laughs> shit that only you know. Is this something that you need to tell us, Kim Burrell? And shout out to my friend um, on Twitter at Mr. L Davis, who tweeted that it's so funny to him that Kim Burrell has such a problem with homosexuality and the preferred spirit when she was such close friends with the late great Whitney Houston. Okay, mm. and had been friends with her for years and claimed to know her in and out. So, I mean, if you have such a problem, where's all this coming from? You got your fat ass in that studio and you hummed and gurgled and choked and, and sounded like you had acid reflux in Frank Ocean's album. You had your ass in there. Oh, you, yeah. cut, you cut that check. You Yikes. been getting your hair and your makeup mm. done. And I've seen people who I know personally who are gay makeup artists, openly gay, that have done her makeup. And I've seen her fat, greasy face ass sitting up there sh- saying cheese. <laughs> I seen that. So all that's cool. Everybody they can do your hair, they can do your makeup, they can do your nails. They can they can they can put you in their list of great vocalists and lie on your behalf. But then when you get around your people that's cheering you on, you want to talk that shit that you talk. So is that her church? I don't know oh, what she it was. Just probably like so because it looked raggedy. It probably was her church. It looked <laughs> oh, like it needed to be remodeled and uh, it needed a facelift, some paint. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a little spackling. You know, it, it looked like it needed a little boost. And then a little steam clean. You know, church furniture got to get steam clean. People coats and shit and they clothes, yeah. you know, coming in there and all them. them you could see it on it. Yeah. She was up there preaching in snow boots, too. Did you see that? I was like, of course, her ass is up here in flats talking this shit. No, Point. Dustin. I'm like, this must be her work. All right, that's the fastest I've seen her move physically ever when she was giving that sermon. That she prepared, as a very good, wise friend of mine shared with me uh, at one point in time. That was a prepared sermon. Mm-hmm. So that was something that she can... And, uh, I done got angry. 
Because it's like I said, it's not that she had a, an opinion on homosexuality. It was the That's hatred. Fine. It was the way that she did it. And then she had the audacity to get on Facebook Live with the camera too close to her face and say that, you know, she did. it don't matter. We're going to fight this. We're not fighting flesh and blood. We're going to fight this. I'm preaching, you know, what God led me to preach and all that other shit. And, and then. Also, she mm-hmm. stood by her word. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then said. And where, because people started saying that they were no longer going to support her, right? Mm-hmm. This Her haughty ass got on Facebook Live. Of, and, of course, she was on Facebook because at the end of the day, that's who she is, one of them bitches. So she was on Facebook Live and she says, um, and, you know, if, if, and all this support y'all claim, where, I haven't sold a million records. So where's the support? I haven't won a Grammy. So where's all this support? Whoa. That's what she said. Uh-huh. And, and see, once you get to, like, that level of nastiness, that's why I don't have, like, any room. This ain't no teachable moment. She don't need to be interviewed and sat down anywhere. This is pure ignorance and pure hatred. And it's also something that I, believe it or not, am grateful for because it gives me an opportunity to crack jokes <laughs> and not feel guilty. This is like play. It's like a playpen for me. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm surprised she didn't retract her statements because I'm so used to celebs or artists. The only track she knows <laughs> is a weed getting her hair done. She don't even know how to spell retract. <laughs> I was, you know, we're so used to people saying their thing and then retracting it or apologizing. Yeah. So the fact that she stood by it is like, wow. I'm like, have we lean. ever seen that? You know, her ankles ain't good. It was a lean. She leaned by what <laughs> oh she God. said. She was, it was holding her up. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, but, you know, she's still a church person. So I guess that's why she felt more inclined to lean by that because she believes that her hatred is more of a, a church thing. And so she has to stick by that. But the two don't belong. Like it's more of a message. <laughs> but gluttony is okay. You sitting up here. Let me just can I like I'm a, I'm a retract. Let me let me, <laughs> let retract. me retract. And she just mad. That's why they use Betty Wright instead of her non singing ass on Holy Key on DJ Khaled's album. That's what you get. And you see Yolanda Adams, who is who forever has a seat at the table, as far as I'm concerned. Did you see Yolanda no, Adams' what? response? No, she Yolanda, responded. Yolanda Adams came the fuck through. Yolanda Adams was like. I have a lot of gay friends and fans. And she was like, and I do not agree. Oh, there's another layer here. In the sermon that she preached, she also made some um, very inflammatory comments about uh, Eddie Long, Bishop Eddie Long. And he's going through an illness that is visibly, you know, apparent. Mm -hmm. He looks drastically (laughs) different than he used to. And she attributed that to um, alleged homosexual activity. And he's a bishop and she's preaching this. From the pulpit. So Yolanda Adams went to fuck Ziggity Boom and was like, hold up. They don't know you like I know you, bitch. She was like, let me tell you something, Kim. Okay, him, Burrell. Let me tell you something. And she went in. And she like, she literally said, like, I have gay fans and friends. I do not agree with this. And the, the horrible thing said about my friend, Bishop Eddie Long. Aww. You know, this is not hate. is not a, okay, whatever. Shaka Khan opened her fan up and went the fuck off on Twitter. <laughs> not and the said, Yeah, she, she called it selective morality. <laughs> Um, who else talked about it? For we real? need an episode on that. Was a, a, yeah, a lot that of people came forward. So this ain't just me being mean and calling her fat like this. Like she deserved this. So wow. yeah. How old is she? Only forty four. <laughs> That's still blowing. That is what my took mind. me back the most because I no, now and this is not me like being rude to her or nothing. Take all my bias out. I mean all of it. Still <laughs> a little bit more. Take that too. I could not believe she was only 44. She looked a smooth 62, 63, for real. Like all jokes aside, she looks like a grandmother. I did not know that she was only 44 years old. 
So you yeah, can see wow. the hate on her. Mm-hmm. Mm. You can. Duffel bad girl. Duffel bad girl. Kimberell is like she's had it. She, you know, she was in that shower this morning using that Irish Spring body wash with sport on the bottle, mad as hell, rubbing under her arms and shit. All the shower mad. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Not shea butter. Jesus. I don't don't want to stab it. Irish Spring with shea butter. What the fuck? We out here. She's sleeping Nike Combat Pro tights. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. You, no, she can choke as far as I'm else? concerned. I'm not going <laughs> to give real. her a whole lot. As I'm like, is there anything you nope, need to get off your chest? No, she can just choke for me. T.S. Madison nailed it all perfectly for me. So I just am so thankful for her for that. And I, I really, really, um, I just like when we have people that stick by what they say and stick by what they do. And T.S. Madison is really like one of those people that she is an advocate. Okay, she's not halfway here. She doesn't just come out when it's, you know, when it's time. All year round, she is on point. And I just love that right when this shit went down, she was right there to go ahead and say, Kimberell, not so fucking fast, bitch. And mm. so I couldn't have asked for a better champion here. And I just put all my ducks behind T.S. Madison at the moment. Well, all right. I'm like, what do you even say? I don't. So, friend, what you got to say? But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the video, but I, you know, saw everyone talking about it. And I'm just, I don't know, man. Hatred, it's just sad. Like, I never know how to connect to it. I'm like, what are you so angry about? I was asking you guys because it just sounds so personal. It sounds like a personal anger. That level of anger and and the fact that she took the time to create a sermon. I mean, she wrote those words. She sat. She prepared them. Like, meant them, stood by them. That, to me, sounds personal. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm not going to... Put rumors out about she, her husband or whatever, I but it just <laughs> no, it was just something personal. Watch, you'll see st- a story will come out because that is very much she feels threatened, and mm. that's when you feel threatened. That that level of attack was like what the hell. And granted, there are people from from church and that just believe that without it even being like a personal thing for them. They just believe that because they were raised to think that way, and they made up parts in the bible that says that um you know what i mean so i don't know it's just i don't know i honestly don't even know how to react to something like that you got too much time on our show today (laughs) right so let's jump into a higher vibration conversation thank you right did you smell my spray it was the raised vibration that i got from that girl has you know i just have to put that up right um so um on the show from two weeks ago Mm. Right? Time has Damn. passed. About a week ago. A week ago. <laughs> what did you say last time? That's, That's two, two weeks. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so done. So two weeks ago, we had an awesome show about, you know, putting your ducks in a row, whether that means the nine to five career you've carved out for yourself or the outside of nine to five career you've carved out for yourself as a creative. Either way, there is a level of productivity and focus that has to take place in order for you to excel, right? So what's the number one culprit in everyone's lives that gets in the way <laughs> and interferes with their daily productivity? Mona Porn. Scott Young. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you guys are both right. Porn, Mona Scott Young, okay. Mm-hmm. But the biggest culprit that interferes with your day 
is what? Yeah, you're like bad Wi Fi. <laughs> you said we. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it interferes. It actually kind of heightens, but you know, some could beg to differ. I mean, Probably some my of phone our dying. Your phone dying? Well, let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> dopamine, right? So dopamine. No, I don't do that, white girl. <laughs> he used to stay down the street from me. <laughs> <laughs> he drove a white cutlass supreme. No, I'm just <laughs> no, I was reading Psychology Today, which is one of my favorite blogs and sites. And I think you guys should definitely check it out if you like just, you know, being a little science nerd um, and just learning about how your brain works and ways to kind of make you have a, a more higher functioning day. So I was kind of scrolling through and seeing like, what can what topic can we bring to the friend zone from this? And I saw an article about dopamine. So for those who aren't aware, dopamine is a chemical in your brain. It's actually created in various parts of the brain and is critical for all sorts of brain functions. It helps with thinking, moving, sleeping, uh, your mood, motivation, attention. That's the key one. And seeking and rewards. So it's known as the pleasure system of the brain. Now, how does that fit into Dustin saying when his phone's going to die or Asante saying it's porn? (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) 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 Or even Mona Scott Young, weed, (laughs) all these things, they provide pleasure right throughout your day. But the biggest culprit of interference is being in what this Psychology Today article called a dopamine loop, which means you're constantly seeking, seeking, seeking this reward system that never actually comes because it's not real. It's not contributing to your actual real life productivity. For example... You get that dopamine rush because it's a rush. It, it really is like like a drug. It's the drug of anticipation. That's when one scientist called it that way. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so real. Think of how many times you've gone to post a picture that you know is a good picture. <laughs> you know you got one and you post it and you're like anticipating those likes. And, you know, it's like this weird thing that happens in your brain. Or if you have a new project you're so excited to put out into the Internet You know, like it's that high of attention. It's the high of seeking the attention and the anticipation of how people are going to react. But what happens is we have created this loop all day, which is the addiction to checking the likes, checking our Twitter mentions, checking, 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 checking. You have the alerts going to your phone. You have a new text. You have a new email. You have a new like on Instagram. You have a new uh, crazy response on Facebook because it's always crazy on Facebook you have something on Tumblr the new reblog like it's these constant alert cues that are sending your dopamine chemicals like just shooting all day long crazy 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 and what happens is you become like a hamster in the wheel where you have all your dopamine is just going all day all day and you're constantly looking but then what happens when you go to sleep you're exhausted because There was no real reward. Like, how did that, all those likes, all those mentions, all those tweets, what did that really do for your productivity by the end of the day? Did you, did you get farther in what you're planning for your career or your goals? You know what I mean? Did you make money? DMs don't count, right? (laughs) 
I mean, that's a different my, reward. Because, you know, if I've been liking all day, then the Instagram Explore page looks a certain kind of way, <laughs> so I kind of get a reward. But what do y'all think about this dopamine feeling, first of all? Do you think it's real? Absolutely. First of all, I thought the dopamine loop was the side of town where you could go get everything. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought, that was a neighborhood. Like, oh, that's they be in the dopamine loop down there on, um, on 63rd and, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and when you phrase it like that, I thought about Jasmine Sullivan's Circle song. And, I mean, that's a dopamine loop. Like, you know, when you in that relationship, that's supposed yes. to be some real and stuff. And it's like, oh, and then it's like, it's bad. And it's like, ah. Oh, but you like, know what? That's real, too, because in most relationships, well, the toxic ones, you are yes. constantly thinking the person is going to change. So there's a reward system that you're seeking. You're seeking. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. dopamine is. It's the seeking. It's the anticipation of, I'm going to make this person change. But guess what? Three years later, y'all having the same <laughs> conversation. <laughs> but you're stuck in that dopamine loop. So now you can literally say, loving you is killing me. Because <laughs> they're like, you know what I'm saying? Because the dopamine shit. You know what I'm saying? It's really fucking you up. It really is, though. Mm. Back looking like cranes in the sky. <laughs> Checking your phone all the time. And then this article was saying that, pe- <laughs> that people will... Look for that dopamine high and check their phones up to 154 times a day. Good googly moogly. And that's on, and that's actually on the low end. That, that's yeah, because I was like, yeah, that's sad. Because yeah. now when I read that number, I started like being more attentive to how many times a day I would grab my phone. I was like, oh, girl, you heading towards that 154, and I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Does this? Hot potato, baby. Word. <laughs> Think about being on Twitter and you have a lot of engagement going on. You're in the middle of a good conversation and stuff. And then sometimes you got to go somewhere and then you're like, oh, I got to check my tweets or something. Like, you right. Know, I Once make- again, blame Mona Sky Young live tweeting sh- her shit <laughs> and can't put my phone down. But even that, like for me, the dopamine comes from my emails, mm-hmm. you know, constantly like wondering what's next, who, what company's going to hit me next. And this is constant dopamine charge. Mm-hmm. With email, I think, it's not as bad of a culprit because at least from emails, I mean, you are usually excelling somehow Mm because it's someone sending you something that could potentially uh, help expand your work. So I give myself, you know, a little bit of leeway with that. But I want to ask you guys, do you feel you have a dopamine addiction when it comes to social media? Yes. And just checking your phone, period. Absolutely. For both reasons, right? Not in in a vain sense. Hell no, because no. But I do need to be aware of certain things because engagement is a huge part of my outreach and a part of me, you know, literally engaging with people. Yeah. And it's critical to me being successful. So it's also something I enjoy. So I definitely get a rush out of going on Twitter, you know, cracking jokes, (laughs) laughing at stuff that Asante tweets or texts. A lot of this is your fault, Asante. Putting me on dopamine, sending me stupid-ass <laughs> texts all the time. You know, Who things knows? like that. So, of course, I, I definitely do recognize that it's something that I literally am addicted to. Um, but I also check, I'm also, I also feel like I have to be aware of things, just like you said, for business purposes. Right. I don't want to yeah. miss opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I also want to, you know, have access to be able to, like, connect with people when I'm having ideas or when my creative juices are flowing and I need to have access or be able to hit people up. So it's it's like a double-edged sword because it's like necessary, but also there is that the element there of the rush or the addic- the addiction to the adrenaline rush rather. It's like, you know, how do you balance that or how can you remove I guess the addiction to the rush and still satisfy the need of being present and aware of what's going on. What am I supposed to do, friend? <laughs> 
you what to do. <laughs> what the hell is going on? But it's it's scary because as amazing as technology is, it is creating these addictions that can be helpful, like we said, if it's a brand that's helping us with our with our company. But it's also when you think of how many times you're flinching, and that's another study that a scientist brought up about the now the new generational flinch, which is when you get that alert cue, like the sound or the buzz, how you automatically jerk forward, like your your shoulders kind of jerk forward so because you, you have to look for your phone. Where's my phone? And he said you can stare at people on the train and see the flinch. And everyone's constantly flinching to grab their phone. They was doing juju on that beat. Unless <laughs> they know what the song was. Listen, it's <laughs> real because And it's no different people? than an, an addict. Ew. You know, when they get that hit, that rush of like, I need that feeling right now, right now, right now. You know, like these are all addictions. And it's so interesting how we just have a technological one. You know, Dustin's over here scratching his arm. <laughs> we just have a, t- we happen to have a technological one, you know, and, and these studies to me are just so fascinating. So I'm like, how far is this addiction going to go? Like, this well, I mean, have me but you can, you can see how it is every day with like your friends even, or even your loved ones. You can be in the room with bad or whatever, and y'all can both be sitting on your cell phones and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Because that's one of the problems I have with people now. We can all be hanging out and then we all get on our phones and it's like, I don't, I could be at home on my phone. Why am I here if we're just going to, like even Crystal, who I'm going to call out, we can be somewhere, you know, she's a busy, she's a busy woman now. She's got mm-hmm. things to do. But sometimes she will put her phone all the way up in my face to look at what <laughs> she's looking at. And I said, listen, I know that you have to look, but girl, you don't got to put it all the way. And she's like, <laughs> oh, but you know, when you, you pop in. Like not even you do in, what you want when you popping. <laughs> not you even check on in your a, phone when you popping, <laughs> and and not even in a superficial sense, right? Like when your phone is just going off from whatever the notification is. Like it could be a new album out from iTunes. It's like, oh, I gotta go download this right now. Like you just are always on this phone and you're just missing out. And one of the things that I used to deal with, and I know you're gonna look at me sideways for this, I used to always respond at like half a second when people text me. What? When was that? Always. Not since I've known you. All, always. And by I always, promise you. you mean never? <laughs> no, let me tell you. It used to be to the point to where I just felt like I was always super reliable for people and it wasn't like a return thing. And so I was like, okay, well, I need to make myself less available. And that's so why I just can't. Just don't text. Now, right, we ain't did shit. <laughs> yeah. But now it's falling into because I'm not looking for the, the messaging notification or whatever. Like I'm looking for a different notification on something else. Like, so it's like, okay, so are you just doing a trade-off or what the fuck are you doing? So then I had to take time and, like, how you said uh, you turn your phone off at night. Mm -hmm. Crystal told me she puts her phone on do not disturb unless it's her mom or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I should start doing that, too. Like, I should start putting my phone on do not disturb. But I've never done that. But for me, it's kind of different now. Like, my rules are changing because I'm not working my my 9 to 5, if you will, what it was. Because now I have to figure out, I have to break my schedule all the way down and build it all the way back up. And figure out what points I need to take a break from social media and stuff. Right. And I, and that ties into our next point because I'm sorry to do it to y'all, but there was another rat study. <laughs> so is the rats. <laughs> that last episode on oh. epigenetics, people in the comments were like, damn it. I know we need this info, but Bam. damn, the poor the rat. Two of us <laughs> In a study. Call me Quavo Ratatouille. So they did. No. No. <laughs> you oh, went, you went trap rats over here. Hood rat, hood rat. Hood rat, hood rat. Hood your mama. So research on rats showed that if you destroy. 
Oh Lord. Research on like Drea. Research on Rats. I'm sorry. You destroy their new tennis shoes. A fist fight will ensue. Ooh, that should be like something for the mob wives to research on. Never mind. You are one of you fucking me. Dream. I decided to research the fucking rat to understand why. I'm sorry. You see how they just go off into a Mona Scott rant? Happy New Year! (laughs) (laughs) No, but about the dopamine loops, apparently they are becoming so intense in our brains now We with the amount of apps, the amount of uh, how integrated social media is in our day, that now brain scans are showing that the brain has more activity when people are anticipating a reward than when they're actually getting one, which is why mm. people aren't even satisfied anymore. There's always that, what's next, it's, what's next, what's next, And that's what's why next. people go for that instant gratification. Like, oh, okay, I know I can have this, so if I, I don't got to do But even relationships. Lot. A lot of people are complaining, like, how can you keep someone's attention when there's 10,000 other people online that they're constantly looking at? You know, it's harder. <laughs> I wish I could. Man, we need cameras in here. But anyway... <laughs> So research on rats. Listen to this, though, how fascinating. Show that if you destroy the dopamine neurons, the rats can walk, chew, and swallow, but will starve to death even when the food is right next to them. So they, mm. they, they mad as hell. They know. Listen, they have lost the anticipation because now that the dopamine was removed, they, just content. they don't have the desire to go get the food. Even though they're starving, but it was that desire to chase it. That seeking, that reward, that's what it gave them. Damn, no more more so than the actual food and and feeling, you know, feeling satiated. Like, okay, I ate it because I'm full. And and now now I'm full because I was hungry. Now it's like, I just wanted to chase it. But now that they have it, it's like, what's the fun? Sounds like so many men I know. To relate to a rat, (laughs) man. God damn. I'm like, I understand exactly how that (laughs) is. No, that's horrible. Shit. But you know, that blew my mind. I'm like, the rat, when they took took him off of the dopamine loop, he didn't even want the food because the chase wasn't fun no more. So it made me wonder like, Obviously, there's no way for us to stop the dopamine rush. You don't want that. You want to enjoy things. You want the pleasure. You want the seeking. Um, Not something you can get rid of. But (laughs) I think what's important, and I guess we can tie this into this week's wellness segment, Dustin. Well, well, (laughs) it's the new year, baby. Well, 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 well. Yes. Right, this mm-hmm. week's will be a mashup of the hot button and the wellness segment. What? No, it's <laughs> playing. <laughs> it's the hot well, hot well. <laughs> but I think it's cool to think of if you are, if we are all on this dopamine loop, what can we do to interfere or to kind of like cut into how much of that loop we are a part of on a daily basis? Because you know that to be productive you have to get off of this loop that's why when i uh told people to try that forest app so many college students were like oh my god thank you because i finally was able to study for my test and it's sad in a way because it's literally just a tree that's on the front (laughs) of your phone but even that little nudge and even just the awareness of i'm hella addicted to my phone and can't study just that conversation being brought to light Helped certain people reel that in. You so know what I mean? So where did they access the app from? Um, from the 
Well, I mean, you have to turn mm. it on. Mm. No, you have to turn mm. it on. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> you turn it on. <laughs> and you know, you make the decision. Right. You got to buy you in, a- folks. That's what, you got to buy in. There's a buy in here, okay? <laughs> Still the dopamine loop. <laughs> just not just, as just much. Zooming just zooming in or out. Light. Dopamine light. You know dopamine light. Yeah. Right. Legit, that's what we're going for. That's what the wellness segment is. So knowing that we're all part of this loop, I want you guys to tell me five ways each that you know, like knowing yourself and what your day is like, what can you do to break this loop in your day-to-day so that you can try to have a productive day, which obviously will lead to a productive year? Five things. Five things that will break that loop. Tony, Tawanda, Trina, <laughs> Tracy, and Tamar. I will take time out of my day and watch a little bit of Braxton Family Values every week. I got off so easy. <laughs> I'm glad you, you mentioned five people. But you know what? That's real because... <laughs> Thank you. One of the things that I have to do is I say, you know what? The reason that you are... For, for myself, one of the things that is I'm looking for is like a laugh or something. So I'm like, all right, if you just take this time to have one good laugh, <laughs> like at the, at the start of the day now, it's very important... To, that you before you leave your house to have a real good laugh. So I tell myself, put your phone down, watch something, and don't pick it up. Because you know when we live tweeting through the shows, you know you're missing some things. So sometimes I'll either rewatch something or I'll go to a reunion of something else, and then that way it's like you know a conversation happening, and I'm being stimulated. And I don't have to go onto my computer and see all the replies and all that stuff. I can just formulate my own opinions and argue with myself about it. No, okay, so let me be serious then, Mm -hmm. right? Because that was just too good of a joke not to crack. (laughs) Sorry, friend. No, we know. But, okay, so five things that I could do, like, every day. Mm -hmm. These are daily occurrences, Daily, Daily loop interferences so that that Dustin can be massive by the end of 2017 with his brand. I am very big on lists. Yeah, like I, I make Amen. myself lists and I check shit off because otherwise I won't get anything done. Because as you can see, I get distracted easily. <laughs> and I start hey, thinking about jokes and shit, call you and shit. So I have, you know. But if I write everything down um, and I look at my list, I could add something to my list, right? Where I could add these breaks in my day and take time instead of just, mm. you know, checking things off my list as I go. I can structure my list so that I take a break out of my day to go back to it and maybe add or subtract things and just take a moment, take five moments out of every day to reflect on what the bigger picture is, what my goals are, where I'm at on track with each one. You know, just to kind of think about that and keep those things in the forefront of my brain, I can create an activity that I do five times a day where I go back and look at my shit and, you know, reassess things. Is that fair enough? Yeah. Because I'm still checking my Twitter. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's this is about, like, don't check your phone all day. It's more so if you know that the addiction is building daily, like, you know, we're checking our phones more and more daily, and Ch- then just taking me out of schedule yeah, or it's something. taking you off schedule. That's okay, the reality. So cool. Yeah, is. just taking you off schedule. Yeah, as a company, as a brand, as some, as creatives, as whatever it is that you are trying to accomplish this year, it's evident in all of our lives that this constant um, alert cue, you know, on your phone, pulls you out as soon as you get that alert, and you do the flinch, like the psychologist said, and then you check your phone. That moment right there that you're holding your phone looking at the tweet or the like or the comment or the meme or the gif, 
you have been pulled out of minding your own business. Mm-hmm. And don't it suck when you get pulled out of minding your own business over some BS? Like, what if it's a, over a notification? And then how many <laughs> well, times do you check your phone? So exactly. you're, you're being pulled out of minding your own mm. business every couple minutes. For some people, it's every couple seconds. There are people that I've never seen not in their phone. So that's why I'm like, hold up. That I'm not going to do. <laughs> like, that's not happening. I got so much I want to get done that, yes, memes and the internet is amazing. I mean, that's how I make my living. I'm so grateful. But I don't want to be in this dopamine loop. I draw the line and my thumb's going numb. That's when I know <laughs> it's time to chill the fuck out. <laughs> like, I'm like, Yo. But even you have to look at your hands. The thumb that you use to scroll the most, do you see how it's different from your other thumb? Like, we're even on evolutionary standards, our hands are going to start changing. Your thumbs are going to be flatter. Look at your... <laughs> Damn, so do you think our kids are going to get, like, a dominant thumb now Listen, there are going to be changes. That's it always happens. Toe. I just told you about <laughs> that a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> six toe. It's going to be a Because it's based on what the body needs to function, survival so of the fittest, right? Gonna, so oh, our bodies are thumbs. going to start evolving, like, based on the needs... Of technology, whatever that's going to look like. I don't know, but I'm assuming it's going to be some changes in the thumbs because I can see, you know, this thumb be looking a little flatter <laughs> from all the years. It's even a little crooked. Some of my my like um, fingers are a little bit crooked based on how I sit them down on the mouse for all those years. You know what I mean? Like your hands change. Everything changes. So it's just things to <laughs> Your wrist health, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Now the rolling is I'm like, you know, I think about, you know, I used to work with, you know, automotive factories and shit. So I'd be thinking about carpal tunnel. All that all blunt that. rolling and shit. Like, mm. you got, you know, <laughs> hey. Like, I, we're the first generation where technology really is so integrated because our parents are like the last generation. So I'm curious when we're older, what the side effects are going to be on our hands, you know, on our eyes. Like, as old people, what? What are we going to look like? I'm, you know, I don't know. I'd just be thinking about that kind of as stuff. As long as I don't look like him, Burrell now. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay. She ain't even old. Ain't that crazy? A shame. I just, I think that old, that people are going to look like um, Vera Walker and Benny in Harlem Nights when they got pulled over by the police while they got in that car accident. And they remember when the camera, like, panned on their faces and their eyes were extremely big. That's how we're going to look in the future. Homework. Watch watch the movie. First of all, I'm not even going to tell you a specific scene. Just watch Harlem Nights. And it's necessary hey, homework for the years. culture. And yes, it's relevant to our topic. Go ahead. <laughs> and the thing is, even the way that social media has been structured, like let's take Twitter, for example. It's 140 characters, right? So the dopamine system is most powerfully stimulated when the information coming in is small mm. because it doesn't fully satisfy you. So even a short text or Twitter with its 140 characters is ideally suited to your dopamine range because it's that quick fix, that quick mention, that quick laugh, that quick attention from somebody, the like, the retweet. You know, so it's almost like society is being shaped to give us those quick fixes all day. But the problem is, like we were saying earlier, it's exhausting because you get all this quick attention, but nothing was accomplished by the end of the day, right? That's their story, shit. I might be over here <laughs> making shit happen. You know what I'm saying? Like They might not have please, checked enough. you know? So the, what the article said was the important thing is to turn off 
those quick cues. So for me, what and I and I will say what has helped is I don't have alerts on my phone. Like I don't have my Instagram alerts. I don't have mm-hmm. Twitter alerts. If you notice on the front of my phone, the only thing you'll see is my text. But you won't I don't have sites letting me know who retweeted or who followed me or who liked because that would drive me insane. Seeing that on my phone in the front all day, like that's what would make me feel the like strong need to check, to see, to look and scroll and scroll. So I my first step was taking off those alerts. And then even with my phone, like I was telling you guys earlier, I'll turn my phone off at certain parts of the day. Like if I have to edit something or there's a project, like yesterday I had to sit and we worked out, you know, all the dates of the tour um, and sent them in finalized to Chris because she's finalizing the website for the wellness tour. And I had to really sit and do this. Like that takes time. You're mm-hmm. organizing 10 cities. Well, really 11 if you count Dominican Republic. Um, the 10 cities and then the Dominican Republic retreat before somebody's like, that ain't a city. You know how y'all get it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> to clear that up. Um, but you know, that took a lot of time. And I noticed I kept checking my phone and then going back to it. Check, I was like, girl. <laughs> so I turned my phone off. I had to do it. And then I ended up getting the project done because I knew I wanted to get back to my phone. How sad is that? Mm. And that's when I was like, wow, this is crazy. You know, and, it really kills your productivity. And I'm one of those people, like, I used to work really, really well under pressure. But then it was like I was getting down to the wire because I kept stopping to check my phone. And then I'd be like, I need to stop looking at my phone right now and actually get this done. And then afterwards, I'd realize, like, you looked at your phone way A too lot. many times. You could have just had that done. It was not that hard. But sometimes, you know, be prime time for shows or something. <laughs> you don't want to miss out. And it contributes to your anxiety, too. Because when you procrastinate, projects and things that you know you should have done a week ago or you should have been doing you know now you down to the wire on top of being in this dopamine loop and it's just that's a lot of overstimulation that makes you you know ends up having breakdowns that's why people are constantly you know online like you know I can't do this like life is just too much like it's just it gets overwhelming but we don't realize how we ourselves are creating this sort of hamster wheel by not getting off of it sometimes you know and that's the beauty of it you have full control you can turn off your phone (laughs) you can turn off the alerts you know what are some other things that you guys would suggest i think that parents need to that parents of a certain age need to start having conversations with their children and reminding them of the importance of detaching and you know what i mean get stepping away from you know the craziness of being attached to your phone so closely um, I'm of a certain age, and I remember when essentially social media started. I remember when you know AOL became popular and all the chat rooms and Yahoo. Yeah, you know, I, I was like I remember, 15. I remember all of that stuff. I remember MySpace becoming popular. I remember Facebook. It was becoming exciting. Open to people other than college students. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So for me, <laughs> I can say it's just the internet. And I can look at it through a certain lens, but it makes complete sense to me that people who were born after me or people who were born into a world where this is, you know, such a huge part of their day-to-day lives, they can't see it like that. So I think there's a responsibility there that people who are familiar with what the world was like before this was such a major entity, I think you have a responsibility to share that and to share the importance of stepping away from the goddamn internet or from whatever you're tied to like that. 
you're almost responsible to share that because if people don't know any better, you can't fault them for feeling so attached to their phone or so, you know, um, validated by those likes. And so it drives them to post. No one's told them anything different. So I think that that's really important and that if more people did that, we would be better off. It's always your mama fault. I'll be trying to tell people every week, it's always your mama fault every time. What about you, Sante? Um, I always have to do a check-in with myself and see if I have done something that has made myself happy today. Like, am I happy today? Did I do something to make myself happy? Like, something for myself. Like, there are things that, you know, you do daily that are cool. Like, you know, the smoking. That's kind of just part of the thing. So, I didn't do that, to, ma- right. I didn't do that to make myself happy. It's part of the thing. Um, <laughs> so, it's like, did I? That's why that one time when I brought those chocolates and stuff, it was like, I wanted to make you guys happy. So, that made me happy. So, it was like, oh. it was like a check-in for myself. I was about to come into a situation. I need to reset my energy. So, making y'all happy was going to make me happy. So, so you so. ain't even oh. do that for us. I mean, yes. That was about listen, you. <laughs> listen, do I have to bring that my love is not practice quite back on your ass? Because that... <laughs> that's what that was like you know I had to reset and that was one of the things you know it's like oh I'm on the phone it's like wait a minute okay let me just take a moment to be thankful today and you know you have to do these little check-ins with self outside of all the social media and stuff because it's good it's great you know you need other people and other experiences but at the same oh, time oh yeah it's beautiful that dopamine gets me and don't it suck when the notification is about an app update or rating an app or something and you be pissed I'd be like damn <laughs> I thought that I had a text or someone cared about me and don't nobody give a damn you want or Amazon comment. letting Should've you know the delivery is close push notification. <laughs> okay not even here the delivery is close it's well close now by. I'm looking at my phone not thinking about if it's at the door or not <laughs> taking me away from the door and I agree with the lists lists mm-hmm. are a big part of productivity for me on a daily mm-hmm. basis I remember we talked about this before where I've learned to not over overwhelm myself because I used to go about lists all wrong I would write everything that needed to be done for the month mm-hmm. like period and have like 25 <laughs> 30 things on a list and then wonder why by the end of the day I felt shitty because I'm like damn I only did like three Thought things you was gonna conquer the world today, huh? you know so I had to calm down and break down my list by week and then pick five things per day And only Monday through Friday, because I'm trying to be better about my weekends being mine. But Monday through Friday, only do five things. Five things a day. And I've learned that the less you do a day is actually a way more productive week. Which sounds counterintuitive, but it actually makes sense. Because the less you're doing, the more focused you are on those Mm -hmm. things that you're doing. Mm. So they get done well. That's why I say I'm not like a multitasker. I don't actually don't believe in that at all because it just means that you've fragmented your brain into 10 different projects that are getting half-assed most of the time instead of just saying I'm going to get this one done to the best to my highest capacity the best of my capacity and then move on to the next thing so that they can all be done as well as possible why are we trying to do 10 things do you know that you are like really helping me right now because working in the restaurant and having oh, the multitasking stuff. You, but, but coming out of that, I'm thinking in my head like, oh, this is a plus. I'm used to doing a bunch of shit at one time. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, no, you need to start here. And it's great that you got all this stuff going, but, you know, this is your starting point and how are you going to get from A and B and then make all the other shit happen? Because I was like, I work in a restaurant. I can multitask all this shit. I got all this I want to do. And I'm sure in a restaurant setting, it's helpful to be able to, like, have a plate on this arm, cups on this, signing this. Talk to this. Talk to him. Right. But let's keep it to that. And not replicate it into like your into your day to day, yeah, your day to day, right? Because then what that creates is that that panic, 
and that 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 need to like do everything at once because you have to and That's you don't have now. to do everything at once. <laughs> like I'm learning so much as a businesswoman. I'm like I have to cut out the panic feeling in my life. I cannot handle it. Like one thing 2016 with how crazy my schedule was, I'm thankful for it. But it also made me realize, like, you can't do 2017 the same way, girl. Like, because you're going to burn out. I'm not going to last more than five years on a schedule like that because it's crazy. I had no weekends to myself. You don't have any help I either. had no time. Yeah, and people think I have, like, a massive team. No, I don't. You know, and people are like, you must have agents and stuff because all the deals. No, Fran just uh, is a businesswoman. I <laughs> like, I just know how to Fran. do it. <laughs> If, if anybody right. tells you different, then they lie. So I had to learn, like, you can't have that panic. You have to know when to say no sometimes and decide if you're doing five things a day, you're doing five things a day, and you can't feel bad about that. Like not responding, I'll text in a timely manner. <laughs> I know you ain't talking. <laughs> no, but, I'm that's one of my five things. <laughs> but one of my things, too, that I've added is going for walks mm. without mm. my phone. Like, it's a little harder now because it's cold as fuck outside. Okay, but with music. <laughs> yeah, music oh, God, is fine. Even though it's a, a little hard because music is on my phone. Airplane <laughs> mode. <laughs> yeah, right. You know you're still <laughs> check. Like, Let me just check because I got it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I've been trying to go for walks. Not only is it good for your body, you know, just to, to get fresh air, stretch your legs out, especially if you have a sedentary job where you are sitting like I am most of the day. But it's helpful for my circulation to keep my body nice and also for my mind to get clear and to not be on my phone. So it's a way to interfere with those cues, those alerts and those flinches. So I would love for those of you listening, knowing that this is a new year. This is the first week of a new year. We are all on that high, like Dustin was saying, of being hopeful and excited. And everybody, we've been on Twitter going back and forth the past couple of days saying like, and I know maybe we always say this, but something about this year feels different. Yes. Right. I don't know if that's just the usual shit we say. I don't really remember saying that as much, but like last year. But I feel like something about this year feels really big to me. And I'm actually excited to be saying that now because we'll see what this year looks like, obviously, throughout the show. Okay. But I'm like, yo, I have anxiety like good anxiety about how big this year is gonna be. Like I can feel it in my bones, you and had, I. Well, you, let me you bring were my telling ass me over there. Then. <laughs> Look, and you were saying I feel like towards the end of last year that it was gonna be a good year, for right? Me. And and it already and look how it's already switching mm -hmm. over. It all like I kid you not. After I quit my job, it's like everything just kept saying, you did good. Good job. I'm glad you did that. Like, you start every getting all the confirmations. Action, yeah. Like, I was getting phone calls from people I haven't heard that had opportunities. Like, all sorts of things. I was like, yo, this is It's a is portal. Crazy. It's a portal that opens. And and I know for those of you listening that may be new to the show or don't really know me, you're <laughs> like, what? No portals. But I am someone that themes get downloaded into my mind mm -hmm. all the time that's how we have these awesome conversations because i'll tell the guys like hey what do you guys think of this and then we'll make a conversation out of it but these themes download into my system where i'm like it's a collective consciousness like i can kind of tap into what everybody is concerned or worried about and the biggest theme for this year that keeps kind of like coming to my mind is this idea of showing up and i think we talk so heavily about, oh, my dreams and my wishes and my goals and my aspirations. And that's a beautiful thing. People have their vision boards, their vibe boards, lists, 
you know, you doing your rituals, all the things you need to do. But what happens when your dream comes true, though? <laughs> like, are you ready? Like, are you ready? Are you like for Dustin? Are you ready for that major producer that's going to come into your email and say, hey, we want you in this movie? Like, are you ready for that feature film? With Asante, right, are you ready for that A&R? <laughs> He's holding up a stuff. <laughs> are you ready for that A&R to come and say, hey, we admire the work you do on Friendzone with the Music Man segment. We'd love for you to be the creative development Let's for go. this artist that we have now. Let's go. You know, an A&R from Universal. Like, I think this year is not so much about the dreaming anymore, but it's about the make sure that you are ready when that shit comes because I've seen so many times that people hoped and prayed and when the blessing came, they either freaked the fuck out, sabotaged it because they couldn't believe it was happening, ran away from it because they actually weren't ready and were spending more time dreaming about it than preparing for it. I mean, I've seen so many people totally run from being the greatness that they had is like envisioned in their mind when it actually came. And that's a really sad thing. That's what I was saying. Having a dope life is only half. Wanting a dope life is only half the battle. The second half <laughs> is making sure your ass is ready when that comes. You know, if you want to be an actor, are you ready when that camera is in your face? Like, do you have the chops? Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, exactly have you been you studying? Have you been practicing scripts and filming yourself and looking at how you look in front of the camera is your body looking the way you want it to look in front of the camera like this year is the show improve year i really feel that way i agree 150 right it's the that, show improve year yeah and it's good it's good that it's, it's amazing show year. and i think that i know for me personally it came right on time oh yeah um i think that i'm I, I think that i'm at a i think that i hate it when people say i'm at you know i'm at a place in my life i, I want to <laughs> slap the shit out of people when they say that but i think that i've been um involved in enough situations that have offered me the opportunity to learn lessons that i have learned some lessons that have been greatly impactful to me being successful and i feel like i got enough of them now i don't need to go through nothing else <laughs> please okay. like i feel like i had enough lessons learned that's so and now that's I, huge yeah i'm aware i'm grateful very humble um and i just want an opportunity to just leave something behind that's meaningful and so I have been preparing myself for those opportunities. I want to talk show. I want to make movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I want all these things. And so I am just preparing myself to do it. And that's the work that we you know always have coming. to do. Everything, anything that's, that is worthwhile, you have to do the work in order to get it. You have to do the work. There's no fast track. So I'm tired of working, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to keep on doing it you right. know, until I get what I want. So, yes, I agree 100% for him. Right? Don't y'all feel that? All day. So that's why something like this psychology... All day. <laughs> all day. That's why something like this psychology today report on, you know, how distracted we are with these loops, these constant alert cues and loops. Karma that's loop. why... Oh, my God, I used to shop on Karma Loop so much. My tomboy stuff. Concrete loop. I used to wish oh, that I could take I the pictures for Karma Loop. <laughs> like all the little models and shit. Right. That was like <laughs> urban clothes. Fruit you loop. are funny. <laughs> all of the loops. Kimber, I better not ever see her ass eating a bowl of Fruit Loops either. Oh I'll my be like, God. you better I'll knock that spoon out your hand. <laughs> 
So for those listening, I would love for you to share what five ways in the comments, because you know that I'm reading them. <laughs> share what ways you will be mindful of not being a hamster in a wheel all day with these you know, alert mm -hmm. cues that aren't actually rewarding you in any real way. Yes, you mm -hmm. might have highlights. Yes, you, you, you know, killed the picture, you slayed, whatever. But <laughs> what did that actually do for your company? What did it do for your art? What did it do for, you know, your craft? Because yeah. that study with the rat that they took off the dopamine and the food was right next to him, he didn't want it no more. I'm like, are you kidding? That reminds me so much of the time that we waste in the chase of attention online than being in our real lives cultivating what's actually going to change our lives. You know what I mean? Like that's so scary to think what we have, how we have shifted the importance and the priority. And I'm, you mm. know, people post those memes that are actually awful, but I kind of laugh every time when they'll show someone on a mattress and like an empty apartment You've seen those memes where it'll be like someone saying something mean and then they'll basically try to insinuate that that person that is at home on this mattress <laughs> in like an empty room and they're ashy, like they have no lotion on, but they're tweeting all these mean things to people. But the point of that is, are you paying attention to your actual life? With your raggedy ass. Tweeting <laughs> tweets from a pissy mattress. <laughs> you know... Or that saw a meme where it actually showed a picture of a project, a housing project, and said, somewhere in this building, someone has 150,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> and it made me laugh. Because I'm from the projects, and I had a lot of followers when I was still there. <laughs> so I was like, damn, that's fucked up. But it just shows, you know, we right? Still the projects? <laughs> yeah. But it just shows... Um, what do we always say? Where your where your attention goes, energy flows. Yeah. So make sure your attention is going where you want your energy to actually flow. Something to think about. So I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> so I pull out Look, my wallet and, and stare at and it. And you know what? <laughs> that was one of the reasons that the stones I feel like was working. You know, resetting the intention. And yeah, you know, that's that what this is all about. Restructuring key, that was probably your day. Part of the five too, because I was like, I gotta make sure I touch them stones today. <laughs> <laughs> Not them snowing, but them uh, too. I, like, I mean, them too, but not them <laughs> But I just think it's important to keep in mind, you know, an awareness. When people ask, like, what's enlightenment? Is It It doesn't mean that you sit 24 hours a day <laughs> meditating. Enlightenment, in my understanding, and obviously this is my opinion, is awareness. That's it. There are certain people that are checking their phone 154 times and are completely unaware that it's even a thing. And then now you are checking your phone maybe 154 times, but you're sitting there going, damn, <laughs> mm -hmm. guess what? You're enlightened. <laughs> That's the difference. That is the simple difference. And now it's turned from uh, being a sheep that is just following along without even understanding what's happening and being someone who's making the decision to check their phone every time. The shepherd. Mm. <laughs> you a sheep or the shepherd? Is that right? <laughs> Eric no, Sherry. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that why Erica Badu was telling I can make you put your phone down? Yeah, no, that's totally why her. she was saying that, because she's going to have you uh, touching crystals and <laughs> making tea. <laughs> and, and she, got, she was also talking about a whole different type of, a whole different <laughs> dopamine loop 
She was talking about a whole different dopamine loop that can make you put your phone down. <laughs> That's what she was talking about. And even trying, like I said, go for walks. Yes. Um, when your friends come over, enjoy them. Make it a game. Be like, let's all put our phones in a basket and, and see if we can talk for an hour <laughs> without anyone grabbing it. Or grabbing each other. <laughs> That's what happens when I'm playing space, though. I don't be looking at my phone I'm playing space. It, interfere in your friend's dopamine loops. Catch them in and say something. Be like, girl, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> say something and make sure you catch yourself, most importantly. Slap their phone out their hand like Tammy Roman did Aubrey O'Day when they were on <laughs> uh, marriage boot camp, reality stars, and Tammy smacked that phone out of hand. I asked you a question. Because <laughs> this year is about showing up and, you know, that's what matters. This is what's going to get you where you're trying to go. So let's try to show up. And you can't show up if you're looking down at your phone. You show sure can't. And you get in trouble for work about that shit. Just put your phone up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Don't just put your phone up. Yo, when I, I remember my last job, I stayed on MySpace. It was a tab. <laughs> it had its own tab. And I would go switch back and forth between the Excel sheets that I was supposed to work on <laughs> and my MySpace page. And I remember I was like, one day my boss is going to catch me scrolling through my space and it's gonna be over it never happened but that was just, even the fact that I was allowing that to be my work environment was crazy you know and that was only my space what was that 2004 my space man <laughs> yeah but days. it was I was obsessed so anyways that's it for this week's hot button and wellness segment Damn, mashed into one Okay, mixy. <laughs> and before we move on to Mr. Music Man, I also want to let you guys know that my favorite yogi, Yoga with Adrian, mm-hmm. she spells it A D R I E N E, on YouTube, has started her 31 Days of Yoga challenge that she does every January for the past couple of years. If you are looking to start a yoga practice, maybe you're a vet who just wants to start an at-home practice, or maybe it's just something new for your fitness routine because it's important to switch it up. This is a great way to start something new because she is a great teacher. She has an awesome pace. Each session is different times. Some of them are 20 minutes, some of them are 40 minutes, some of them are 15. For all levels, all body types, she's the best. And I think you should definitely... You know, it's the start of the year. I think everyone gets Why on their not? fitness tip in January. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe this might be the thing that sticks for you and it might really change your body up. Or maybe now you'll be like, damn, I could take a yoga class. I feel prepared. Check her out. Yoga I'm with Adrian. Yeah. And I've been doing it for the past couple of years. So and I love it. Anytime she announces, I get hyped because I'm like, yes, yeah, this is how I know it's the top of the year. Y'all better do yoga for you be looking like yogi. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Go ahead and do yoga. <laughs> so something to check out. So that's a bonus gonna, wellness segment for you guys. We're gonna kick off the Music Man segment with Ray Shermer. Listen to their uh, yoga. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and Janelle Monae too, right? Hey, Janelle, <laughs> baby, bend over. Let me see you do, do that yoga. yoga. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back with the Music Man segment. Hey, I was feeling. A little nostalgic, and I thought that we could do an icebreaker. You know, something real, real classy and low key. Oh, it's the beginning of the year, and I want to know some artists that you are either looking forward to that might be coming out, or just somebody you wish would drop some heat this year. Mm, I like that. Mm. Who hasn't come out? I feel like everybody came out last year. Yeah. I, well, I'll go on ahead and start. I am waiting. I am patiently awaiting <gasps> Big Sean's one. project. Oh, me too. Like, I thought he dropped. He dropped some singles. Oh. Did he drop the project? No, he dropped his new single, but it's, he the didn't drop the album. The living single. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. I thought, okay, I'm, okay. I'm waiting for the whole project. Now, 
it could be singles too or full albums too. So you know that his uh tracks. The first one was the one bounce back. I heard that single and I was like, oh yeah, I need to hear the whole project. I like it. And then the new one came out. I was like, okay, this is bump. Oh, and moves was hot too. So I need to hear the whole project. Big ASAP. Sean's a rap. He's a rapper's rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So of course we're gonna. Big Sean is gonna give you the. The um the the bragging he's gonna give you you know the the gaudy over the top fashion he's gonna give you actual you know punchlines and you know great lyrics he's a rapper's rapper mm-hmm. so he's a fun person to be a fan of it's fun to like his music and don't judge him visuals. off the ass because you know that's I did that for a, a long time I was like oh that's the ass guy I don't really care <laughs> about him ass. but then I went back and listened to some songs I was like okay you know he got some shit so I like the living single track he had the one line that says good girl bad time right place wrong mind hey. I was like hey. I was like I'm triggered <laughs> but he the way he spit that was so fly to me like I love people that just have the wordplay yes so shout out to him for that song and I'm not really a big Sean I'm not going to say whether I'm a fan or not. I've never really given him mm-hmm. time. You mm-hmm. know, like I've never mm-hmm. sat and exactly. played a Big Sean project from beginning to end. Exactly. just never happened. I don't know his singles because he's Big Sean and he's everywhere. But I've never really listened to any of his projects. I don't even know why I listened to the album. Cause for, I'm going like to check said, it out because I, I did like, like that line. I was like, oh, I need to listen to you well, more. Well, <laughs> you should go back and if you'd like that, do you like a 2088? It was, Yeah. I like the concept okay. behind it. I just really liked the. <laughs> I just really like Janae. I, yeah, and listen, honestly, I support listen, anything she does because we was just. Not Big Sean's I like how best she writes because Janae bodied that. Like, yeah, I like how she writes. The production it's in hard. her voice. She, she has an attitude that she brings to every song that makes her part just. Pop. She she just activates our dopamine loop. Every time <laughs> yeah. we hear one of I her like verses, that. like she does it every single mm-hmm. time. So she did kind of overshadow Big Sean. I personally have been a Big Sean fan from day one because he's from Detroit. Right. So I know about him before he popped off and all that other shit. So to see him at this point is fantastic for me. Absolutely. You know, Um, so I'm really just grateful about, happy rather, about his success because he ain't did a damn thing for me. (laughs) I'm very happy for his success and I love him and Janae's like love story. I love it. I know she left her husband. That That's what I'm like, wait. But I love their mean, love story. I do. I love it. Because I think it's just... But we don't know what happened. We She's don't. We have no like idea. We don't know why she was tired of that marriage. <laughs> she swam out of that marriage. She hit it. Pisces. She ran out of that wedding, out of that marriage. Like, and people ran down Kenya Moore's driveway when she came out with that gun. <laughs> Janae got the hell out of Dodge and ran right in the big And we have no idea why, so... We don't. But they just look so, like, just they have so much chemistry and you can just see it. They're adorable. that they just I don't know I love their story I'm sorry yes <laughs> um, I'm, I'm waiting trash. on Miguel <laughs> oh, oh my god yes he's yes. overdue he's been quiet he's I'm overdue. like I'm wondering if this quietness means he's working he's posted a couple clips on Instagram something like about an art bitch or something like that I don't know but I was like okay I'm with it. let's go <laughs> he makes great music I just I love, love him his writing yeah and Salam Remy dropped the mm. come through and chill I don't know. It was like a play. It was a playlist. That's what that. it was. Yeah, on Spotify, that is like a a, con, a what's the word compilation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the word I'm looking for? Of his songs, which I found kind of funny. He's like, here's everything I've worked on. <laughs> a playlist. So that was pretty great. But it but it made me wonder. Like, okay, Miguel. Where you at? Okay. Gonna give us a snippet of something. You something. know, but I'm waiting on him because I'm always waiting on Miguel. He's mm. one of my faves. Ooh. You, you remember that Miguel song, him and uh, Justine Sky? 
Where did Justine Scott go? She just she came out with a couple project. things. Yeah, eight ounces, right? Yeah, she's, she's been dropping mm-hmm. oh, I need to go check with the um with her spine or something. It's a it's a X ray, right? No. As the cover, she named her. Yes. She named the project, which I guess it's an EP, right? Mm-hmm, she I think named so. it eight ounces because that's the average, the weight of the average female heart. And so nice. that's why the project is called Eight Ounces. Cool. But I haven't listened, but that's why. I like that. That's yeah. already a plus. Now, I'm going to say this. James Fauntleroy, because he always, he just Hello. dropped his little Christmas, his Christmas project EP. that he does. Yeah. Uh, but come on, James, give me something else. <laughs> give me more. And I hate to be like that. I try to let people have their thing. But James, come on now. Right. Just quit playing with the kid. Give me a whole, like, give me just, like, five tracks like you do with the Christmas Project of some just pure something. I just need it. I'll put it on iTunes. I'm going to buy it. Give it to me. And I, speaking of SoundCloud, because that's where James teases us. All day. All day long. Um, Xavier, Omar, and L.A. You know mm, L.A.? Yes. They have become a super no, duo. No, they did not. E.L.A. Something <laughs> <laughs> ran you know? out. Yeah. I always talk about that nigga, too. Right? Is it L.A. or E.L.A.? Well, it's E-L-H-A-E, so I just always called him L.A. Oh, okay. I'm I like, I don't know if he was trying to spell right. L.A. out. Because I know he's from Atlanta. So right. That's what I was like. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, maybe I'm just going to go with it. She's trying to keep up with you, bro. <laughs> yeah, she'll tell us a story at some point. But they've created a super group called, like, Never Dream or something like that. Um, it's spelled, you know how everyone spells. It's like N-V-R-D-R-M. Yeah, they have to take the vowels out or make them something else. It's like, what are yeah, y'all doing? But they released a snippet of their first single on SoundCloud. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It is so And good. it's produced by Esther. As Asante. Yeah, give us a little... Just the, the opening. <laughs> Is LA gonna sing and rap? They both sing. I know, I know, James. But it's a snippet, so. <laughs> right? So check that out. What's it called again? It's called Vulnerable. Vulnerable. So so definitely check that out because that was the highlight of my week when they dropped that. Because I'm like, I would love a project with the two of them on it. Their voices mesh so well. They always have on their songs together. So I think a project from them is probably the fact that they're teasing us. I'm hoping that that's. Something that's coming. Frank, you didn't trick my dopamine. <laughs> right. Now I'm going to be checking my SoundCloud apps, my, my apps, my notifications. Right. That's it for me, though. Oof. I don't can't think I don't of any know other what the artists. Hell is coming out. I just, Cash oh. Dial. Oh, right. I'm looking for Just somebody to, you want to put out music yeah, this year. Yeah, I want even. Cash Dial to put out music. I want a new Kanye West album. I feel like we owe, he owes it to us for all oh, the shit we went gosh. through last year. Um, I am definitely looking forward to Mary J. Blige's new album, Strength of a Woman. She's going through the divorce. She's in the thick of it. The song is riding high on the R&B charts. I'm very, very happy for her, and I'm looking forward to her new project. Um, who else? If I'm just making a wish list, I would like some new high music, maybe a live album. It's a lot of artists that I would like to put Sade. out live albums. What if Sade yes. just drops on it? You know how she comes back every 10 years? With something. It's a always Sade good. A Sade and Drake collab album. Oh, god, A joint album, Sade and Drake. <laughs> I, I, like I heard a snippet Z-Quil. of a shot of, not Sade, of J-Lo and Drake that sound really nice. 
<laughs> Y'all both looked at me so crazy. Well, Drake makes great music. No, listen, so it sounds that, really nice. You know. It really does. It really does. I promise you. Wait till I, the drop. I mean, I'm going to check it out. Be- Look, this sounds terrible. I'm going to check it out because of Drake. Because J-Lo <laughs> lately... Mama, like, come yeah, on, I don't want to hear I no more Pitbull songs. No. Like, well, that's I why I no think... More that I, honestly, I think music. she probably realized, like, yes, the Latin market is massive. You have, And then she loves that Miami sound machine. <laughs> she loves that vibe. Get it. Pitbull is huge. But... She literally walked away from her core, mm-hmm. which was hip hop. She like became me, Will Smith. You remember he was back? He was down in nah, 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 nah. <laughs> summertime and like, like I, it's not an issue of the, like the Latin thing for me, right? Because I Latin. don't even associate her most recent music as like being. Latin. Well, it's like Latin EDM. Yeah, that part yeah, that, that it's, it's, scene. That, it's like yeah, so that scene. You know what I'm saying? That that EDM that shit. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Like make some make some shit. Where is Fat Joe? Where but is? But you know what? It's our fault because waiting they need for tonight her on a, went off, and she Ma. just maybe well, thought that. Well, waiting for tonight was a good song. Yo, waiting for tonight songs, right? was the shit. It was. It, certain it was. songs, like certain EDM songs or whatever you want to call them, they're just good. But we remember, found love. Waiting just for a tonight, good song. Mm-hmm. It was so good. She put it out in Spanish dun, 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 too, dun, dun, and then she was like, "All right, I'm going." <laughs> <laughs> them green lights. No, and listen, EDM. The thing about EDM. Is that they make money. Those mm-hmm. records are yeah. huge. When you make that festival record, mm-hmm. like, I get it. Especially uh, from a business perspective. Yeah, I get do it your too, thing. but God damn. But it would be nice to hear J-Lo kind of come back around to On The Six type right. vibe, you know? Because if you had my love, and, she and does. I gave you all my trust. <laughs> and, I, and the record with Drake is more along of, like, vintage J-Lo. So like, I'm curious. All My Pride Is All I Have, J-Lo? Even before that. Oh. Okay. The I, feeling, I'm a, I'm remember the feeling so good? I'm feeling so good. Like that type of vibe. Wow. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Y'all gonna like it. Okay. Mark I like, my words. Listen, make no mistake. I love J-Lo. I love yes. all, everything about her. Mm-hmm. I think her career track has been amazing. And I think forever she'll forever be iconic just because of how she, well, she well, she's Selena. an entertainer. And she's an amazing entertainer. She's dope. Like, somebody said, because there are rumors of her and Drake dating, mm-hmm. somebody was like, oh, I hope um, they come out with a, with um, Waiting for Tonight remix. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, no, a little no, I, late. I, I don't want Drake. Can you on. imagine if they did that, though? Low that would be kind of cool. Let me tell you, yeah. let me tell you how that video be, was beautiful. They Remember do that, with the like, sparkly skin? And the green lights and everywhere. The tr- and the Amazon oh kind of background. The laser lights. Oh, yeah, right. the green lights, y'all. I remember that. that. video Ooh, was one of my favorites. And do like a sample of... <laughs> Somebody put me. Yeah, I'm just, you better save those. You better save those. But yeah, that's it. That's all I can think of. Waiting for tonight. Oh my! You I'm know, has Maya dropped anything? <laughs> what? You didn't listen to Smooth Jams? From um, from, from PG to Waikiki. <laughs> from Fiji to Waikiki. No, from PG oh, to Waikiki. PG County. You ain't listen to uh, Smooth Jams. Is it good? I didn't know. Yo, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh no. Because <laughs> you gotta be clear, dog. <laughs> This You're misleading the people, dog. The album ain't called Smooth Jams. Oh, oh, oh. It's Smooth Look, what? Smooth Jones. Jones. My bad. Smooth Jones. Smooth Jones. Smooth. I and we're not pronouncing the- that. Make, let's be clear so that they know. Smooth. <laughs> S-M-O-O-V-E. Because, Jones. Because it's from PG to Waikiki. I don't get she it. She says that line from PG. She's from, she's from PG County, Maryland. What does Maryland, that mean? Because Maya's from... Uh, 
Maryland. Yeah, like from PG County. So I get it. She, so uh, on the song, she's talking about touring, and she. I feel like the line before was is she talking about, about her range, look, look, like look, her reach? Look, yes, oh, and she. But it, it was like, how you just go from. PG to Waikiki and you was big in Japan and stuff too and it was like I, you know it's Maya and she, it's the, the song I guess because it rhymes the song sound good she sounds good the project called Smooth Jones I'm gonna look it up I, I'm, I can't and idea. it was good it was I gave it a few spins back then and then I had to remove it because I just wanted to make sure she was up to par and she <laughs> I'm gonna look I'm gonna <laughs> check it out that's homework for those who didn't know like I didn't that she dropped the project right it sounds like a movie she, she put out in 1974 Smooth <laughs> Jones no and somebody told me she got well it's kind of like that well never mind I don't know what she was going for honestly I was trying to put my listen I'm a Maya fan yes, I believe too, I've you. always believed in her I think she's an incredible entertainer her videos were always amazing. Yes. Remember when she was with Cisco? Yes. What? Whose drawers are these? I would love to. Oh my God. Shout out to Kia. With, with Jay Z in the on. North Carolina Blue yes. Jersey. Shout Come out to on. Kia. We were talking She's she an icon. That Maya was performing that. <laughs> And she said, you know I wear a size six now. Like, <laughs> no. Whenever she performed that, I don't know if it was a couple of years back or something. Either her or her friend was somewhere and she performed that shit. And I was like, my. That's some real shit. <laughs> I'm going to have to update that. Like. <laughs> Let me be real with the people. I would I would see Maya on tour if she was like performing with like Kiki Wyatt and some Kiki other folks. Kiki Wyatt. Because Kiki put out an album last year or the year before and it's kind of... Kiki Wyatt got that voice. She does. Oh, she's and, and it was top the five vocal. Yeah. Put out. I just wish she had better writers, honestly, on her songs. <laughs> honestly. I wish I could creative director project or something. <laughs> so many people that are just so super talented and put out some really good stuff. But there's just so much room for improvement. Or, like, just they could just do a that. A team one is make thing. or break, man. True, true, it's true. very make or break. And also, you have to support the artists that you like. Like, because just like how, yeah, yeah, I laughed. You know what I'm saying? Because she called that shit Smooth Jones. But, like, if you're a Maya fan, buy that. You know what I'm saying? I totally buy the am. Project. I didn't like, even know it was out, but I totally am. I just like her. Support your artists, dog, so that they can do better and be better and have more money to invest in, like, their, their work so that True. they don't always look like, you know, it's B-list shit or whatever. And go to their shows. Yes. So you right? can see if they update the lyrics That's live. That's more money. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like Brandy did. Uh, oh, we ain't gonna talk about that. Uh, well, thank you, Mr. Music Man. Anytime. Now we go. Anytime. We're going to call you Smooth Jones from now. Smooth Jones. Thank you, Smooth Jones. Smooth Jones. Smooth Jones. All right, I got to take a break. Thank you again to Talkspace for supporting this week's episode of The Friend Zone. Now, if you guys have ever thought about going to therapy but thought that it was too inconvenient or maybe even too expensive or maybe even just too embarrassing to actually go into an office, then Talkspace is something that you definitely want to give a try. If you don't know, Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes it easy for you to connect with a licensed therapist, handpicked just for you for as little as 32 bucks a week. Using Talkspace, you can text, audio, and video message your therapist as much as you want. And your Talkspace therapist can listen to you vent about work, family, anything that you need to get off your chest. And it'll help put you on the path to a happier life for sure. So to sign up or to learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash zone. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code zone to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast, The Friend Zone. That's Z-O-N-E and Talkspace.com slash zone. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Okay. 
So now we move on to TV land. What do you have for us, Dustin? Come on over. Come on over. Friday. Yeah, TV. So welcome back to TV. Everything's been off for the past few weeks because oh, of our true. damn holidays. Forgot. Which makes no sense to me because that's when you have the time to watch TV. So right. why they don't put nothing on right then, it really just, you know, grinds my gears. But <laughs> everything's back on now. And so Married to Medicine is back. Of yes. course, it's been nonstop hilarity, nonstop laughs. Married to Medicine Houston? Mar- that... Married to Madison. So, um, the yeah, the Married to Madison. <laughs> Ain't nobody watching Married nobody. to Madison. Nobody. Don't nobody, nobody. even know who oh, on that show. Oh, they have different cities were... too. <laughs> Y'all only no, talk about no. one, so I didn't even it's know. Only one that matters. Um, and Bravo know it. That's they why they put it on right behind they're the like one that we the watch. Finale for it. And I was like, I did not see nor hear and don't care. And it ain't coming back. And it shouldn't. Okay, so moving forward, because that's what we all gonna do after it's off. But um, Married to Madison has been hilarious. Dr. Heavenly has been up to her same old tricks and antics. As far as highlights this week, Asante, um, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the confrontation. Yes, I enjoyed the confrontation that took place between Toya and, and Lisa, Lisa yes. at Toya Spy Day. They, verbally. Oh, okay. They sparred. Which is why we spar. love this show because it takes you back to the good old days of no fights, just good, you know, ones and twos. So um, Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> which are, anyway, so... Married to Medicine has just been good. I could go so many different ways with this, but if you are a person who has been watching Married to Medicine and you're familiar with the storylines and you're familiar with the reasons why certain people in the cast don't like each other right now, then you will be able to appreciate these knockdown drag outs that we've been getting week after week from Dr. Heavenly and Lisa Nicole Cloud and Toya Bush Harris. They have been the main co-conspirators in driving the 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 just the verbal annihilation of this show forward. And they drive it mm. quite well. Mm. Um, we have had all sorts of quotables from with your gay ass husband to mm. you don't run me bitch to um, but you, I told you where to go but you chose to do what the fuck you want to do. You know, we're getting like all of that. Like door slams. Door slams. Um, but just just blatant disrespect and disregard for people's wishes. Somebody tells you to do something as part of an event and you just decide to do the total opposite just because you want to. And then you're confused as to why they're upset that you disrupted the harmony of their event. Watch the show, people. I'm being short this week about Married to Medicine because there's another show in Atlanta that I have just opened my eyes to that, you know, came into my life this week and I am much more passionate about it um, than Married to a Medicine and that's not taking anything away from it but can we talk about Little Women Atlanta? You can talk Why about didn't it. y'all tell me? You don't me? watch it? No. Why didn't your <laughs> listeners that have your ears open lean Why in? Why did I this think you'd you. watch that already? Because it's, he was it's horrible and it's something that's No, yeah. because no, I don't mean it like <laughs> that. I mean, I thought you've talked about it before because didn't haven't. you say there was a rapper that was dating one? We talked about that component, which oh. guess what? Come to find oh out. God. Oh, God. Why did I say that? <laughs> Come to find out. Oh, my God. On the commercial for the next season, <laughs> she tell them she was never pregnant in the first damn place. So all the shit Wait, that they... Wait, I missed her telling him she was pregnant. All the arguments they had about her because they never believed... Well, fuck it. I can say it out loud. Yeah, go, we ain't going to watch They never <laughs> believed that she was pregnant. 
when she said she was pregnant by Pastor Troy, they started naming oh. um, one of the girls that Wait, had actually one of the girls that right had now? actually miscarried. <laughs> she started asking her like, "Well, what was your you know ACV or there's Troy. a there's a number." That fluctuates from high to low when and you're she didn't with child know it. about to miscarry, whatever. She didn't have that. Um, she had given this one girl named Moni, who her tagline is when she's getting ready to fight or argue with somebody, her tagline is, These bitches will get monetized. That's her tagline. Adding layers to well, adding, 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 adding layers to her fascination, right? Adding, adding something else to her that is fascinating. She also has been in a long-standing feud with Minnie, who was the girl who had the pseudo-pregnancy. Her and Minnie got into an argument because Minnie told her she wanted to see her paperwork because she didn't believe she was a real little person because Monty is a little bit taller than the rest of them. What? Come to find out. And so her her ass actually Wait, goes to the doctor. Wait, paperwork? Stay with me. She goes to the doctor. <laughs> they measure her arms, right? And measure, like, her, her limbs, her arms, everything. Determine that she has this new form of, of she's a, a new um, determination, I guess, of, of a new type of dwarf. Really? She has dwar- a new type of dwarfism that was just discovered in 2013. So she had the ultimate ha-ha, bitch, moment. Because she said, bitch, I am little. How dare you to ask me about it again? Just and she put her though. paperwork up. So now... Follow me. When the drama me, with camera. the drama with the pregnancy comes, what you think she told Minnie? Okay, well, since you miscarried, where's the paperwork? You made me pull out my paperwork and wow. prove I was a little person. Where's your paperwork from the doctor? Trade oh receipts. my God, not a paperwork. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is the train wreck that I have. I Little Women in Atlanta. What an awful show. Juicy. Juicy's facial expressions, the way that she rolls her eyes, Juicy. and Juicy and Monty have timed have teamed up, and they Juicy, both used to be friends Minnie. with Minnie. Ooh, it's so good, Minnie and Monty. Wait, why don't you watch the show? I don't know, but uh, listen, just, you ain't even got to watch the whole season. <laughs> do what I did: watch the reunion. Go on your that's own demand and watch your reunion. That. That's what I do. I'm telling you, y'all, Little Women in Atlanta. I'm one of those people. I have like my certain shows, and then sometimes for reality, like I'll watch a reunion, and if that's good, I'll go back and watch the show because that's for Married to Medicine. I mm-hmm. didn't watch Married to Medicine for seasons and I watched one of them reunions and, got and I said I gotta go back Like, I, and it is the it's, it's wonderful yeah. they did it's <laughs> wonderful so that's been good now on to the grand finale the crown jewel Real Housewives of the Atlanta we ain't gonna talk about nothing other than what needs to be talked about which is Candy versus Phaedra which has now become Candy versus Portia let me break this shit right on down to you the real way cause I've been getting a lot of flack online for taking Candy's side in this situation. People are so upset with her. They feel like she broke a girl code. Really? Oh, yeah. They feel like she broke a girl code. She told Phaedra's secrets or whatever. And meanwhile, I'm sitting over here like, okay, well, what have you guys been watching? Because from somebody that's been watching since day one, or in this case, day one of season three, because that's when Phaedra came on, Phaedra entered this show under the pretense and the premise of a lie. She came on the show lying about her pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Okay. From that, we watched her friendship with Candy, and we watched her openly and blatantly betray their trust. She says that she wanted, she needed an ear and a shoulder to cry on while she was going through her divorce, and that Candy didn't provide that for her. And so she then chose to film a scene with Nene Leakes, who Leakes, her and Candy Nene both Leakes. had so many arguments and confrontations with and had obviously had conversations in private about their dislike for Nene. Phaedra chose, chooses to film a scene with Nene discussing how she's disappointed in Candy not supporting all her the people that through her me, divorce. You were there for me the most, Nene. That was two seasons ago. 
all of this time that has incensed Candy with anger because she was there for Phaedra. In fact, she kept her dirty secrets, which is what you do for your friend. Now, I am of the school where it don't matter how bad you fall out with a person, you don't reveal their dirty laundry. So I get that. (laughs) But in this case, Phaedra had already broken that by filming that scene with Nene, discussing how disappointed she was in Candy. That was a direct shot and a direct dig. Mm -hmm. Because if she needed a shoulder to cry on... Her and Nene weren't even really friends, and it did not have to be anyone on that show. It didn't have to be filmed at all. We the people, okay, first line of the Constitution, we didn't even have to know about that conversation. You chose for that to be on TV because you wanted it to sting. You wanted Candy to see you talking about her with Nene, who she knew that you didn't even really like. You wanted all that to happen. So Phaedra is the one who started all of this shit. Then she drags Candy's husband, calls him broke, calls him sorry, all these different things. All the while, last season, Candy protected her secrets. Candy literally acted as if Phaedra was not seeing someone named Chocolate or was not, you know, entertaining the advances of other men while she was still married to Apollo, whether he was going to jail or not. She Candy went with the bit because that's what you do with your friend. So to have her then go on the same cameras and trash her, saying that she wasn't her friend when she has been holding this all this time, Candy is fed the fuck up, and that's why she's been going off and leaving every table before the food comes. And she, <laughs> what? Like literally? literally? Look, don't even. Oh, get I a, thought that was the same. She doesn't even get <laughs> a drink. She's leaving the table. When her and Pedro sat down last week, she said, "I'll just have water, thanks," and handled it. <laughs> And handled that and and called Phaedra to task about Phaedra kept trying to she did what a lot of people do. When you have a conversation about things or actions they've done and they don't want to face it or talk about it, they say something to throw you from the focus of what you originally were saying. And Candy stopped her ass at every fucking turn in that conversation and said, no, no, but you did do that. And it wasn't rooted in that. It was true, so that you took a dig, a direct dig. That's what you did. And, I, and Phaedra could not fucking take it. And I like that Candy called that out, too, because there are moments that Phaedra does that, and, like, there are good reasons for her doing that, I guess, because, you know, we'll cut to, you know, she'll be like, you know, this is about black men and protecting our black men. And it's like, okay, it's a good reason that you did that, but you are actually getting away from why you even did it originally, so shut mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. And it's like Candy called out that she does stuff like that. Like, she'll be like, oh, you know, we, we protect our father, so I'm going to protect Black Lives Matter and try to take focus off that. And it's like, but you have your husband in jail and won't even take your kids to see him. Further for to that, because like that's father. even, like, opinion-based, right? Let's talk about facts and, like, actual malicious acts that Phaedra has done. Oh, yeah. Because I feel just like you, Asante, like, the bullshit factor and the, the, the just her being fake, that's enough for me. But for some people, they need a proven action where they can say, okay, well, that's something she actually did. She was wrong for that. She has several of those. The scene she filmed with Nene, case A, you know what I'm saying, exhibit A. Also... Everything that she has done with this chocolate affair that she lied and said that Cynthia was trying to start mess and created a whole argument between her and Cynthia. Meanwhile, she had done all of this. She literally was seeing somebody else named Chocolate, and she sat on TV and lied about it. But everyone wants to ignore all of that and just say, oh, Candy's wrong for talking about it. Candy's talking about it now after Phaedra has broken and betrayed that trust several times on her end. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's this serious that the show got serious while we're talking about this shit. Because <laughs> that's real. Yes. Because we're talking about the goddamn Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> okay. So it's been good, to say the least. So that's where I'm at with TV right now. How you just cut off like that? Because <laughs> <laughs> now they got to go watch it. Oh, mm-hmm. true. <laughs> now, they gotta be, now they got to be like, uh, uh, wait, what? That's mm-hmm. it? What other shows do you guys watch? 
married to medicine and real housewives. Like, <laughs> whatever comes on the store for me. Um, what else am I watching? Love and Hip Hop right New now? York. Yeah, Love and Hip Hop New York. We watch. I There's saw that Cardi's leaving. About. I just watched and praise the Lord that Cardi's That's so great. Elevation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Cardi B. Yeah, man, I'm here for it. I will admit that I just watched uh, the last season of Bad Girls Club. And I stopped in the middle of Has it. Has show still on? Let me what tell you. What season are they on? And I think they do like America's Next Top Model. And they be doing back to back. But this just wrapped 16. And they already were showing the promo for 17. Holy shit. Like, People really damn. like that show. Listen, and I stopped in the middle of the seasons. I'm not going to watch I this I used shit. to watch it like when it first came. Back like, when Ayala yeah. was <laughs> Ayala? My yeah. sister was telling me. And she was what? Like, no, she was like, I don't remember Ayala. <laughs> back when Tanisha was on it banging pots. Was that yep. season two? Mm-hmm. Like that's when I watched it because Tanisha was so... I had never seen anything so, like that in my life. It was the craziest and American. I think because we were... <laughs> Coming off of Real World, I think at that point it was kind of burning out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I watched Real World, and we'll come oh, right back. I love Real come, World. I mean, the, I've watched, Everyone like, watched no, Real no, no, World. No, no, I mean, I watched this season. We're going to come right back to that. They're still I, on, too? Where Holy else is it left shit. to go? Okay, so, <laughs> but you know, they started going back to places, like when they went back to Brooklyn or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now they in Seattle, but the premise of it is kind of like a Big Brother thing now. Because it's like seven strangers picked to live in the house, but then it's bad blood. So they take seven other people that are attached to those seven people and bring them in the house. So and they it, want everybody. They want somebody to end up dead. Wait, wait, yeah, wait. Pretty much. I'm, I don't get so it. So it's called Bad Blood. It's the, each of the seven strangers that they first pick, mm-hmm. they'll bring on like, you know, a brother that has unresolved issues with a sister or an ex-girlfriend or cousins. Uh, one of the... Uh, because they want to see you yeah. fight. That's they want to see you resolve your issues or, right. or something. Even That's though they don't bring up therapists on there, no shit. Anyway, <laughs> oh I wanted God. to come back to real world because on one of the episodes, they had a big falling out over the white boy saying nigga. And I feel like that happens every freaking right. season. But let me tell That's you, always the fight. Anytime I really see it online. It. And maybe, maybe I'm just me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was killing me because when the white boy was saying nigga, Nobody had anything to say except for the one black girl that, like, got up to walk out the room, and they were all giving him this nigga pass or whatever. So then they're getting to know him, and at some point down the campfire, they're all, like, telling about shit that's happened to them in the past. He talks about how when he was in jail for 15 days, he had to, like, join an Aryan Brotherhood to stay alive. So not that that makes him a blatant racist because you had to do that to stay alive or whatever, but I definitely don't want to hear you saying nigga after that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't want to hear it initially, but— I'm I, sorry. No, but go ahead. 15 days and you had to I do something to stay alive. Listen, do 15 listen, days I'm give, in jail I'm, every week. Like, you know, what the fuck, man? For some people, two days is a long time and I'm not going to hold none of that to nobody. I, shit can happen in at any hour in jail. I don't know. I, it's not me or anything. And his uh, his bad blood person... I'm dead at 15 His days. bad blood person he's actually black. said... bad. No, he's white. Uh, he was like, uh, I don't know if I believe that story. He might be lying. <gasps> so that was uh, that was enough for me also. Later on, he's... Oh, he's hooking up with a mixed girl in the house, all 21, a little spring chicken. She He says to her, he's like fixing her hair, and she's like, oh, they're baby hairs. And he's like, yeah, uh, uh, says some shit about them. And then she goes, oh, the black guys love them. He's like, yeah, I bet they do so you guys can uh, rub your ashy skin together, rub coconut what? together all over your ashy skin. Yeah. <laughs> he says that shit. And there's like a, nah, another black dude trolling. on the show who's like, like why do like- I need to watch this? Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm I'm telling you, listen, (laughs) I was getting, but let me tell you what, the reason I started to watch it was because someone said there's a lot of black people on this season. And this was before any of this even happened. And I'm like, oh, there are a lot of niggas on here. I'm gonna watch. And then that happened. And most of the niggas let me down. And then it was pushing this, like this, 
this white agenda about, you know, savism and shit. I will come back to that at some other point in my life. But it was this whole, like, he got to leave the house. Like, he just left because he was like, I don't want to be seen as a racist, blah, blah, blah. And then they end the episode. I don't want to be seen as a racist. Like, they go to, like, a Black Lives Matter parade, and they're talking about, oh, yeah, it's a lot of support out here because it's Seattle and it's mostly white people. It's like, y'all are trying to show that there are white people there for the cause, and I get that. But y'all should have made this white boy stay and explain himself and do some of that shit. Letting him go home was the easy way out because one of the niggas found out after the fact what he said and I think he would have whooped his ass. But I know that's me. the easy way out though because now everyone knows. The whole world watched. Also, what the fuck are they doing over there at the real world because just was it the season previous? Now, mind you, I haven't watched this show in I years. I haven't, yeah. yeah. But I think it was the last one, either Since the last like season Irulan or the one. Since like Irulan and... Oh, 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 Vegas? Remember that? Yeah. Irulan, yeah. I think that was the last... Uh, Stevie, Steven. And Trishel. Uh, Trishel. Dang, y'all look good. Was that was the last I season that, season. that, that was I watched. So yes, Vegas was... That was the last season. Back to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, like, I believe it was last season. They had another racial incident. There was a white girl um, on the cast who... Her and her friends were on either some sort of video chat or Skype I or something. I saw that too. And her and a, um, one of the other black cast members, a girl, they started, they had a fist fight over that shit mm-hmm. because the girl was like making like, you know, um, racial comments and saying racist things to this girl. So why, why do we need another season but that's of this? What I'm what saying, the fuck like, is going on? I feel on? like this is the common theme every real I world. I had no idea they were doing this every season now. I caught it this season and I said, this. No, nah, I'm good. Well, we'll. Well, before Real World does this for the next season, to all the black people out there that don't feel comfortable telling somebody how, that they should not say the N-word or they don't know how, all you have to do is this. Because <laughs> I was so shocked that they were like, like, yeah, I give him a pass. It's all love and all this shit. Nah. No. I don't want... Nigga, I don't want to hear you say nigga. I will tell a white person that straight the fuck up. And- Again, going back to parents not doing their damn job and educating their children, there's no reason that... Because I'm about to get pissed. There's no reason that these young black kids should be on television allowing, you know, their white castmates to say nigga. And that also does not mean that this is your moment to, hey, nope, I'm going to beat your ass. Right. You don't say nigga. No. This is Let's a moment where them. you say, yo, that's completely inappropriate. And if you continue to say that, then I'm going to go into that shit. And then you follow through on that if they continue to push the button. Right. And you do that out of respect for the history of the ugliness of all of that and the things that people went through. So if you parents would educate your fucking kids before you let them know that it's okay to go in the real world and get big, you know, if you educate them, then they don't look a fool on television allowing some... I got to practice this the other day because after this shit happened, the fucking dude in the deli decided to say the N-word. Not our friend. The other one. The bald head one that comes after our friend. Uh And I said, what the fuck did you just say? Are you saying nigga? Don't say that shit. Don't say... And straight up told him, when I went to the deli last night, do you know what he said? Hi, hello. How are you tonight? What can I get for you? And then he was like, oh, don't tell him what I said. And I said, I already told him. That's why you're talking to me nice today. And he was laughing because he did. They told his ass, don't play that shit. And don't be smiling at him. (laughs) Well, speaking of don't play that shit, what do you have for us today, Asante, with the... I always say the listener letter. I know. Don't play that shit for me. (laughs) But sometimes I always... I'm about to say the listener letter. Right, man. Forget what show we on. And... (laughs) We're asking for a friend. I'm feeling vulnerable again. <laughs> Don't forget to email us at the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. I'm telling you again in 2017. <laughs> anyway, this one is titled Hashtag No More Drama 2017. I love the title already. An ode to Mary Jane Blige. <laughs> Hi, friends. 
uh, to the person that wrote this letter, I'm going to go ahead and skip to your two. Thank you so much. <clears throat> I have a friend. Let's call her Jade. Jade and I became friends around 16. We're going on 26 now. And ever since I've known her, she's always had some type of man problem. She jumps from guy to guy, carrying hurt, pain, and baggage from the last one. Therefore, the same issues keep reappearing in her relationships because she doesn't give herself the time to heal. I've told her time and time again that the way she's going about her relationships isn't healthy. And until she gives herself some time to be single and really heal, slash put the pieces together, she'll keep recreating the drama of her prior relationships. For the past four years, Jade has been in a toxic relationship. And she's been so engulfed in this relationship, I barely hear from her unless there's a problem. If this was the first time, I could be understanding, but she does this every time she gets a man. It's to the point if where I see her calling, I don't even want to answer because I know she's only calling to emotionally dump and drain oh the fuck out of me. And it's not just me. We can be at social gatherings with friends, and she'll dump on anyone who'll listen. <laughs> Yet, as soon as anyone gives her advice, she gets defensive, and as soon as someone changes the subject, she tunes out because the conversation is no longer about her. I get it. When you have a lot going on in your life, it's hard to handle other people's problems or be happy for them. But when you put yourself in these situations constantly and avoid doing the work to evolve, it's hard to keep being patient. I say all that to say this. Jade isn't much of a friend because her constant man problems, sorry that I left, uh, leave her emotionally unavailable. And although I love her dearly, she isn't really trying to evolve out of this. I've truly tried to be there. I prayed for her, prayed with her, cried with her, and shared every resource I can, including this podcast so that she can get to the root of her issues because I'm really trying to get to the root of mine and grow. I've had a hard time letting go of people because we all grow at different speeds, but it's a new year and I'm trying to glow up and limit the drama. At this stage of my life, I just want peace and harmony, but I also want to be a good friend. Insight? Hmm. You titled this No More Drama 2017, and you also went out as far as to say that she's not much of a friend, so she's not your friend. I'm sorry, that was my insight. Go ahead. <laughs> I just think that um, I definitely understand why you feel obligated to offer some sort of help. You said that they, she said that they've been friends for 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. 2006 to 2000. Okay. So, like 10 years of friendship with somebody, especially from age 16 to age 26, those are low key the best years of your life. And so, you spent like some of the greatest Prime times. You know, yeah, years. with her. So, I understand the closeness. And the toxic started four years ago. But if you are, as Fran was speaking about earlier, if you've reached this enlightenment, then what do you do with that information? You know that this is draining. You know that it's negative. You know it's a source of anxiety for you. So you eliminate it. Shit. Just because you've known her for 10 years and you guys have these great experiences together, it doesn't mean you owe her anything or you owe her to be this emotional, you know, landing pad for her or whatever. You don't have to take on her problems and you also don't have to listen because sometimes you literally don't feel like listening. You don't have to do any of that. You have just as much room in this friendship to have something to say as she does. So when she's just unleashing all of these things on you without your consent, stop her ass. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you telling her, like, yo, I can't even get a word in edgewise, so I'm about to exit up out of this. I'm going through my own shit right now, and honestly, girl, this is what you always talk to me about. You know I love you. I've always had your back, but today... I can't keep listening to Today what I've been listening to for all of this time. I got to go. So, bye. That's all you have to do. For real. And it's no love lost. And just be honest and upfront about the fact that you are removing yourself from the conversation for those reasons. And hopefully she'll get the point and make a change. And if not, then there go your answer right there. I totally agree. I was in a similar situation with someone who I was their dumping ground. And 
there came a day where I said it. I was like, yo, do you realize that you only call me to talk about yourself and it's always negative? <laughs> Y'all should see friend, right? <laughs> you know how I almost called you on your birthday? I, oh, never mind. This might be a different person. <laughs> <laughs> Just to, to reenact it. <laughs> and actually, it's the same person, funny enough. <laughs> you have a good memory. Who um, but who knew? <laughs> But when I said that, she kind of was like, oh, but the thing is, where were the lies? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There were no lies. You couldn't say I was being a bitch. You couldn't say, why would you say that? Because it's true. You know, so it's like there comes a time where you have to just say what something is when it's weighing on you. And I really, it was my fault for allowing it to go on so long. And guess what happened? She was like, I'm going to stop doing that. I Like, you're right. Now that you say it, I totally see that I do that. And she... Quit calling you. Doesn't call me anymore. <laughs> and that says so much to me because it's like she realized, like, damn, I only call when I have to dump. And because I can't dump no more, there's nothing to talk about. You know she then went to your phone and her name... Went to your name and her phone a couple times, too. Like, <laughs> As a reflex. That <laughs> I used to call friend Okay. You no, know, she hit me a couple of times after that, and it became a funny thing where she'll be like, Hi, friend, I have nothing to dump. I'm like, Okay, good. She goes, Okay, but wait, just one thing though. See? And I'm like, and, oh. she she, and she'll do it. She so she turned it into a joke, and I laughed maybe two or three times. And then I was like, All right, girl, like, come on. I was serious when I said that. It wasn't actually a joke. You have to learn how to, how to have boundaries, and I'm awful with boundaries. I'm the first person to admit. My friends can dump all day. My family, my mom. I'm that person <laughs> that gets dumped on all day long. And I allow it. I've accepted it. So when you make yourself that person, guess what happens? People get used to you being that person. And they're not going to view you as anyone else. So there no. comes a day, yeah, where well, you have to say it and be like, I don't want to be this person. So okay. if someone texts me... Yeah, if someone sends me a long paragraph text about some shitty thing that happened, and I'm like, damn, they don't even know what kind of day I had today. To be receiving this has nothing to do with Girl, me. Look, y'all better not say nothing in front of out. me. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> if I see anybody coming up to you like, Girl, let me tell you, I'm going off. Right. right now. And I feel like you have to have that relationship with people that you guys speak regularly. And if, you know, they're mm. going through some hardship, that's different because it's like, girl, I hit this wall. Like, help me figure it out. I'm here it's for also you. also quicker because you don't have to tell the backstory. And that's how you I should know, know who you're talking to. And that though, okay? that's who your friends are. Use that as a guide. <laughs> if I got to give you all the backstory for then you to understand the story, then we haven't been really talking to this You're talking to the wrong person, dog. <laughs> that's real advice, actually. You need to play this Go ahead and play Boundaries, the episode. Boundaries, make no, that a theme. I mean, well, yes, and y'all can talk about that after this. It, you put her onto the friend zone. She's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> Go ahead and play this part of the episode w- and listen with her, and then we're going to get to this part. Leave it as a voicemail. <laughs> tell, and look at her with your mouth closed. Tell her to calm down and wait, and, and then wait for this part, okay? So listen to what I'm about to say to you before you play this back for her, okay? Girl, Jade, you know who you are now? <laughs> you need to just stop dumping on her, and you need to figure out how you going to get this dump off your damn self, okay? The more you dump, you're going to find places to dump and you're never going to fix the problem. And that's the problem. It's bleeding on to other people. And why don't you your ask friend, her how she doing? 
It's to Hello. the point to where your friend has written into the friend zone about your ass. So now it's on our time. So now, not only are you in this toxic relationship with your man, you got a friend that is upset with you, and that means they're probably not the only one. Now we up here talking about you, and you got to listen to this. You <laughs> either were going to listen to it with your friend or just by yourself as Jade, and now you have to do this. So you need to step outside your relationship and outside of your friendship and just deal with self for a little bit. Listen. Take your time. All right? I'm, that's the easy way of me saying that you ain't shit and you need to reprioritize <laughs> how you're talking to people and what you're I talking about. I tell you all the time, the devil ain't a person or a place. It's an energy you carry. Hmm. It's a lifestyle. Huh. And you are in the loop. I will hand off dollar bills <laughs> that with ain't a dopamine to loop. just to get rid of it. <laughs> Girl, get out that loop. Ooh, we all been there, though. And that's the thing, too. That's her storyline. She has to... Oh, yes. She clearly hasn't been broken down enough to snap out of it. But she will be eventually. When we all do it. beat her ass. Kick her ass. <laughs> no. Shit. Next time you see her, just go off in her face. Like, How you say oh, do you want to call me again, bitch? Ah! <laughs> Fight her. Run shit. down on that bitch. Twice. Oh, shit. Right. Well, hopefully that helped you somehow. Now let's move on to the last segment. What do you have for black business today, Asante? I wanted to take the time because it is the top of the year. Actually, I wanted to call out a particular article, and I stumbled across a really cool blog that I am going to be utilizing a lot myself this year. Um, it's blackentrepreneur.com, and I wanted to talk about the seven steps for turning your passion into a business. Now, before I get there, blackentrepreneur.com, um, it's this guy, Brian, and his goal is to be a definitive guide to all the diverse challenges of business ownership. And he has a mission to successfully guide and inspire 5,000 black entrepreneurs to business revenues greater than 100K per year. Nice. So if you're an entrepreneur and you either need to break the dopamine cycle and you need something good to read, Preach. or you just need some inspiration, some insight or something, I definitely just, I just go to blackentrepreneur.com. There's articles on everything. But um, I came across this as I'm embarking on my entrepreneur journey. I had to sit down with people last week and, <clears throat> I don't know, interview if you will, ask questions, stuff like that. And I, I was realizing I have all this work that I want to do and need to do. And I had no idea how I wanted to, like, funnel out that work for help. Because we all need help as we're starting out or else we can't do it all. You know, the multitasking bug I'm trying to throw away. Um, anyway, uh, one of the seven steps that I just really wanted to go over was get some help. <laughs> because that's what I need. And it says, one reason that your passion project has not developed into a full business is that you may need some help and can't co- accomplish it alone. This doesn't mean 50-50 partnership because those often fail. You should consider an intern if you can't afford a full-time employee, but also consider trading services with other business owners that are a similar size as you, basically building a network of businesses and helping each other grow together. This become tricky. This can become tricky to make sure that value is being evenly traded, but it can be done. So outside of just highlighting black businesses i just want to put out the black entrepreneur bug you know we're at the beginning of the year i want to um figure out really effective ways of contributing to the black community this year and i want to start some really cool uh, conversations about uh you know financial literacy some people have followed me on twitter that can really help out with that and as black people you know as a black person i don't want to end up on married to medicine you know married to somebody and we owing IRS taxes and oh, stuff because people don't realize how easy that can be. And so as you start out a business and you, you're getting bigger and you start making mm-hmm. that money, you know, we don't want to just end up falling back into the trap. So my gift to you all and myself, actually, blackentrepreneur.com. Thank you. Tell them the friend zone sent you. That's right. 
And we'll link all that stuff below like we do every week. Yeah, do you yeah. guys have any church announcements? Not yet. Ooh, I like that mm-hmm. smirk, though. Um, As I'm embarking on my self-employment journey, I will be starting office hours at the Pompette Wine Shop. Um, As of right now, it's going to be on Wednesdays. You can email me if you really want to find me and set something up, but usually I'm going to be at Pompette on Wednesdays. Um, This Wednesday, if you're listening and you, you happen to have time to stop by, I will probably be at Pompette from 12 to 7. So. Oh, cute. So yeah. Stop, stop on by. Stop on by. <laughs> Buy some wine, you feel me? So if you want to come on by, come, come on, on down. By. <laughs> <laughs> I still watch her on Snapchat. That's weird. Asante, can you please find that video for me and send it to me? Please. <laughs> if anybody on the face of the earth can find that video of that girl, it's you. Cuter than me, 04. I will I will try to find her. There if you watch black girl. if you watch Cuter Than Me 04 on Snapchat, tell her that the friends on loves her and play this for her. <laughs> please she tell her that we love her. <laughs> and please tell her that we will never forget. Stop. Don't talk to me. Loser, lame, I want to be like, oh, totally. Oh, my God. Why do y'all know all the hand movements? After that song, she did that video, and we learned it because we could stop. And then Asante, remember when she said that they, okay, so friend, this little black girl that was on Vine, can't be no more than like eight or nine years old. Made a little video, friend. The edits, you could tell that she had edited, edited herself? the video herself. Yeah. And she's saying like, so don't anybody want to know? I'm gonna be down at Disney World October. Obviously, her family was going <laughs> yeah. on a vacation. I'm gonna be at Disney World October the seventh through the fourteenth. So if you want to come, come on, on by, come, come on, on down. <laughs> like, like inviting her followers, which it couldn't have been no her more than like thirteen base? people. No, like, so it was so cute, like and funny. I mean, Asante watched it yes. repeatedly. <laughs> How did y'all find her? Uh, fucking Asante, I'm telling you, like he always finds shit. Oh it, my it god, finds me. I don't look for trouble. It Can finds you find me. that? I'll please. find. I'll, I'll look for it. I'll dig in the archives. <laughs> Um, I will be at the White House, you guys, on Thursday. I'm headed. Uh, I know I'm headed to DC tomorrow for the don't let leadership. Them take your magic while you're out there. Right. I know for the leadership summit. I'm really thankful that I get to go before Obama's term is over. I'm kind. Of, I feel very blessed, and even just being on their radar is like amazing. And for those who don't know, it's for my contribution in wellness on social media. So. So, yeah, You're so thankful for that. Long time coming, friend. <laughs> yeah, and that's inspiring to start the first week of a new year that way. It kind of sets a really great tone and lets me know, like, that's some elevation for my yes, ass. You is, know what I mean? Friend. It's like the White House first week, boom. So I'm happy to kind of go into the year with that in my head. Like, girl, this is the bar. <laughs> this is the bar for your 2017. I think we should all set those bars for ourselves and our for ourselves and our different crafts. Um, and then on Friday, I'll be f- actually flying from DC to Cuba. Cuba. For yeah, for a media project I'm working on there over the weekend. I've never been. I'm excited to go before Trump ruins everything. So mm-hmm. right? Good timing. And yeah, so pray for me on both of those ventures and journeys. And that's, that's right. it for me. And that's we right. we will lift you in prayer, friend. Please do. I love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, we love you. And we will see you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.